Good afternoon, everyone. It has been too long after missing next week. We are back with the Exposed Turnbuckle Wrestling Podcast. This is your co-host, Kyle Smedley, joined as always by... Your other co-host, Corbin Hubert. Like Kyle said, it's great to be back today. Um, we had a week off spring break. You were in Cleveland uh, covering Ball State Women's Basketball, the MAC Tournament. Um, they got a big game tonight. NIT at 6.30. WNIT, baby. Lock in. Ball State versus Belmont. Let them know what's up. Brady, but, uh, Brady's promising a free t-shirt for the first 200 students. Is it? Is this a Brady-Sally legacy game? It is. You think so? Oh, yeah. I thought the semifinal of the MAC tournament was as well, and we saw how <laughs> that worked out. No disrespect. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was exciting. Spring break was nice. Um, didn't really get to relax a whole lot, but... Hey, that trip to Cleveland was awesome. Um, And then I was able to relax right before and right after. Um, Unfortunately, we weren't able to record our podcast, but we're back this week. Um, While we're not going to cover the, you know, news and the weekly episodic television um, from the week that we missed, we are going to cover AEW Revolution. Since it's a pay-per-view and AEW only runs five a year, I mean, it's essential that we cover that. after some news, we'll get right into Revolution and the rest of this past week in wrestling and all of that. I think it's an exciting time. Obviously, I think we're like, what are we, about 16 days away from WrestleMania? Yeah. I think. Yeah, 16, 15 or 16 days. That's crazy. And then, you know, things going on with AEW, like they just announced Forbidden Door 2. Obviously, Double or Nothing's the end of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE announced Backlash is going to be in Puerto Rico. Then you have King King and Queen of the Ring later that month in uh, Saudi. And then right after that's Money in the Bank. Yeah. I just think it's a super exciting time to be a fan. Um, a lot of news this week. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of where I want to start, I guess, is with Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's such a confusing situation where, like, I don't know... Like I don't, I don't, I can't figure out what's going on. And there hasn't been much ever since Monday. There hasn't been a whole lot of updates about it. Um, It came out at first as though, at first, I believe the initial report was that he walked out. Yep. Um, Which later hasn't been debunked, but people can't confirm it. Um, And Fightful Select um, said that Bray is just out because of a physical issue. Um, So probably some type of undisclosed injury. Um, but who really knows? It's the belief is that he's not going to be able to be at WrestleMania. It seems that way. Um, for his well, what would be the blow off for his feud with Bobby Lashley? It feels weird to call that a blow off. I mean, they feuded for like what <laughs> three weeks, two, week, two to three weeks, something like that. And like, I don't know. I mean, I it's it's super interesting with Bray, I, just with how everything's gone with him, honestly, since 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been so weird. Um, you know, he came back. Like, he, he was released in 2021, came back last fall. Had um, easily, like, it's crazy how Bray, when he came back, was like, there was this aura around him of like, yeah. wow, it's like Bray's back. He's finally, you know, he has his own creative control. Well, his return felt special. It like did. That Extreme Rules return was in was the last thing on a pay per view. Yeah, it was so unique and fitting. And then after that, I mean, he would just come out and get the loudest reaction of the week. Mm-hmm. We've seen that kind of die down. Yes, and you know, it it does suck to say because. Obviously, we don't know the specifics of, like, how much he has control over his own creative, how much Triple H uh, is providing input. 
Um, but, you know, people have always said that, oh, you know, let Bray, you know, take control of his own character work. Um, and if that is the case and Bray ha does have full creative control, it is kind of sad to see that, like, fans have no real interest in it. It's just, I think what it is is, like, the stuff he's going for seems interesting. It just doesn't make sense. And, like, it's almost too slow burn. Yeah. Like, you see the Bloodline story and how slow burn that is, but yet something new happens every week, even if it's so little. For me, Bray's slow burn seems a little repetitive at times. Yes, um, especially when it's, like, one episode of Raw, he'll do, like, a Firefly Funhouse bit. And then the next week he'll, or like the next episode of SmackDown, he'll just come out like how he, like his normal self, like he has been. Yep. Um, so yeah, really confusing on like what the status of Bray is leading up to WrestleMania. Um, and just like you said, just overall his run so far has not really lived up to the hype when he returned. And I saw, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw it, it said that he was removed from the 2K DLC pack. Did was you see he? that? I did not. I, I saw that on Twitter. I don't know if it's completely true, but he had his own DLC pack announced, and then I saw somewhere that said he was removed from his own DLC pack. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, like, I just I don't really know what's going on. It's so weird. It is, it is very weird. Um, hopefully we get some kind of, not a statement, but hopefully we get some kind of information soon. Yeah. Um, because it would suck if Bray walked out. He is he does yeah. a, he has a great mind for uh the business even if it doesn't always correlate that well to television. Um he's ever since he's returned he's been one of the biggest merch movers for the company. Yeah. Um so they'd be missing out on a lot of dollars if he walked out. I agree. Um honestly I, what I think is probably the second biggest news of this time period if not the biggest is WWE working towards legalizing betting on yeah. their product. Um I don't know a whole lot about this. I do know that they've, you know, been looking to get this ball rolling. I I do know that like they've been promoting betting for a while through DraftKings. Yeah, and AEW does the same thing, but mm -hmm. now they're looking to legalize it in some states and things like that. Um, you know, some people are kind of feeling controversial about it because you know matches are predetermined. Yeah, but my counter argument to that is well. You know, as a fan, you don't know the result. I mean, yeah, it's predetermined, but, like, the person betting on it doesn't know. No, I, I, I do get that. Um, but I, I saw Lance Storm actually say on Twitter, and he has a great point. Um, for this to go through, the writers wouldn't even really be able to know the outcome of the matches. Um, mm -hmm. And as Lance Storm uh, said on Twitter, it's really hard to tell good stories for the writers if they don't know who's going to win. Like, yeah. that's so key to the story. Yeah. That that could if it does go through right now, the latest I think I've seen is that it's not looking likely, um, and I don't think it will. But if it were to go through, um, that would seriously hamper some of the creative stuff we've been, especially some of the progress we've seen since Triple H has taken over. If that were to be a major issue, I think like right there you you kind of cut it off. Yeah, like I don't think you can afford to have the product suffer just because you want to legalize betting on your sport. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, since I don't know a whole lot about this, we'll move on unless you have more to say. No. Um, some other things as far as injuries go, uh, Ronda Rousey has a minor injury to her arm. Um, she was supposed to face, I think it was not this past SmackDown, but the one before that, she was supposed to face Tegan, Tegan Knox. Knox, and that ended up not happening. Um, 
They, I, I think they said like they don't know if she'll miss Mania, but I mean at this point she doesn't have a match booked. And yeah, it there, and there's like yeah, people are saying that or like I've been seeing on Cage Side Seats Rumor Roundup for like the last week or so that she still wants a match with Becky at WrestleMania in some capacity. Well, and it's like that's, that's not gonna happen. No, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, it seems like it's like a hairline fracture. I think is what I read. Uh, so it doesn't seem too serious. But yeah, like. If that's true, where she's lobbying for a match with Becky, like and so it's she, in some capacity, like her and she, she wants a run with the tag titles, her and Shayna. Well, just do that down the line. Yeah, like have them be the team that dethrones them. It doesn't have to be at Mania. I mean, backlash. Sure, I mean, do it there, do it at Saudi, do it at Money in the Bank. It doesn't matter that's because true. that kind of leads into my next point. Um, it's been reported everywhere that Trish Stratus is reportedly, you know, sticking around with the company for a while and yeah. eventually going to turn heel on Becky Lynch, leading to a SummerSlam match. Is there a better way to have Ronda and Shayna win the titles than having Trish turn on Becky and Lita and costing them? That's, that's a good point. Trish doesn't even have to align with Ronda and Shayna. I that's, mean, yeah. because I don't think that would work. Oh, no, that'd be terrible. Yeah, I mean, you just have her cost her, you know, quote-unquote best friends the titles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think you go from there. Um, I think that's a natural progression, and it does look like they probably want to give Ronda and Shayna the titles, and I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. Um, you know, Shayna really kind of has been squandered on the main roster. I hate to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, putting her with Ronda, while Ronda's uh, shine has diminished a lot in the last year, still Ronda Rousey, still a huge name. Um, and winning the tag titles would be, I think, a huge boost for Shayna, and I think would eventually lead to a big blow-off between those two whenever they lose the titles. And that would be great. I mean, Ronda would go over in the feud with Shayna, unfortunately, but we were talking about this the other day. Like, I think Shayna should be in the conversation. She probably won't be, but I think Shayna should be in the conversation to win Queen of the Ring. Yeah. Like, I think she would be great in that position. Um, you know, you have people like her. Um, if damage control splits up, and even if they don't, like still have Yo Sky, yeah. Dakota Kai make runs. Um, if you're not gonna have like main event stars in there, which they shouldn't. The, no, I I don't think they should either. I mean, yeah, I mean you want to have some kind of bigger names, like you know probably not at the very top of the card, but bigger names. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll see a lot of NXT people in there as well. But really? I, I think Shayna would be a really fitting winner of Queen of the Ring. But I think what's probably more likely is. Honestly, maybe even on that show, um, her and Shayna competing against Becky and Lita. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of, I guess, major shows, um, WWE is in talks with Australia to once again run a major stadium show there, um, most likely Perth. Um, do you remember they ran Super Showdown there in 2018? Um, honestly, a good show. Do you remember yeah. that? I vaguely remember. I remember waking up at like four in the morning to watch it. Yep. Um, I think, from if my memory serves me correctly, I was a huge fan of the Cedric and Murphy match. It was match. so good. That match was good. I mean, Buddy Matthews and Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Like. Um, Charlotte and Becky had a great match. Those two have great oh, yeah, chemistry. They did. Yeah, those two have great chemistry. The Triple H Undertaker match was good. Uh, that was it. Was all right. It was all right. I mean, honestly, at that stage in their career, I think they had the best match that they could have had. That's fair. If you're gonna book that match, that's probably the best they could have done. Yeah. The match I didn't like on that show, I remember, is uh, The Shield versus Braun and Dolph and Drew, because I hated that storyline. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say um, KO and Elias versus uh, Cena, Cena and Lashley. Lashley. That was bad, too. That was bad. They, they were both terrible. Um, 
Or the world, or I guess Roman was in the was in the tag. But AJ was defending against Samoa Joe, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was Daniel Bryan. No, Daniel Bryan it, faced the Miz. Yeah, I beat to, him in like two it, seconds. Yeah, it had to be Samoa Joe. It was Samoa Joe. You're right. And then what they do with the Universal? Did was Roman? Brock... Roman was in the Roman was in the. Oh, t- oh yeah, Roman was the champ. He was in the he was in the six man tag. I forgot about that. I forgot he was the champ at the time. And then I think that show was also Ronda and. The Bellas versus the Riot Squad? May I was that when they turned heel? Yeah, that sounds really random. Or no, they turned heel on a random episode of Raw, but it was in the lead up to Evolution. I'm looking up the card because I, I remember liking the show. The best the the best match on the show is absolutely Buddy Murphy versus Cedric oh, yeah. Alexander. Um But like I remember at the time they just started doing Saudi shows as well and they sucked. So yeah. like this this show in comparison felt oh the I- the iconics defeated Oscar Naomi well I guess it was in Australia yeah I guess, that's true um Daniel Ryan versus the Miz oh and that was a number one contenders match and then right after that okay because okay. originally Brian was supposed to face AJ and Saudi but then that was right around when Brian pulled out and they just put put it on Smackdown yep yep um yeah the Ronda Rousey and the Bella twins versus the riot squad weird match Charlotte versus Becky New Day versus The Bar. They ran so many matches together. 2018 was such a weird year. It was a weird year because it wasn't like, I feel like I kind of grouped 2017 and 18 together. They both felt kind of weird to me. But also kind of samey in the same regard because of like, there wasn't a whole lot of shakeup in terms of like who was on what brands, I feel like. Um, obviously, I think like the biggest thing to happen of that year was Daniel Bryan coming out of retirement. Yeah. Um, and I remember at the time, I'm, I was so excited because there had been, it was what, two years since he had retired. And since then, AJ had come into the company. Um, at that time, Shinsuke was still in a fairly prominent spot on the card, even though it doesn't look like he was booked on this show. Um, but I believe around this time, he was US champ. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 2018, I think it was weird because you. At that point, I think that was maybe their most loaded roster. Yeah, arguably, I would say. I mean, Argu- I mean, so deep. I mean, they had like their deepest roster um, in years, but it didn't feel like everybody was utilized to their fullest potential. Yeah, um, everything just kind of felt like it was like it felt like they were just throwing matches together for the sake of like throwing matches together. Yeah, and like that show was in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. This show's said to be in Perth eventually. But maybe I don't like this main event between Triple H and Undertaker because, first of all, it went 28 minutes, which is way too long. And that's what and set it up. set up the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. I'm proud to say I haven't seen that. I haven't either. And wait, I've, wait. Um, maybe I have. I have I, no intention of watching it. I don't remember if I watched that show live or not. Was that? That was Crown Jewel 2018. Right, but was it Braun versus Brock? Yeah. Oh, my that was Because that was, it was not long after this show and Roman had to uh, vacate the title. It was Braun versus Brock, and Braun 100% should have won. Well, because I initially was supposed to be a triple threat with Roman, but then obviously Roman got diagnosed with leukemia and had to um, vacate the title. Is Crown Jewel 2018 one of the worst pay-per-views of all time? That's the same show where Shane wins the World Cup and is the best wrestler in the world. Um, DX versus Brothers of Destruction. Um, they ran AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe again for the WWE Championship for like the 700th time. Yeah, I'm trying um, to. They ran SummerSlam. 
Um, SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, uh, Super Showdown, Crown Jewel, like four pay-per-views in a row. Hey, but you know what? At the time, I, or I remember watching this because I, I not the main event, but I remember watching um, Dolph versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, you know I love that match. Oh yeah, Brock versus Braun was terrible. Mm-hmm. That show was really really bad. You know, you know we're back in form for this podcast, getting down these rabbit holes that have nothing to do with what we were talking about. But one, la- I just want to say one last thing about Crown Jewel 2018. <sighs> it's a bit of a shame that the longest match on the card was the DX versus Brothers of Destruction. It was so bad. I didn't watch that show live I now that I think about it, but I, I do think I've seen that tag match. It is brutal. Yeah. All Kane's of, mask falls off. All the Saudi shows just feel like it's in its own, like, Elseworlds universe. Yep. You know, Except for, like, Crown Jewel 21. Like, I remember that was a really good show. You remember that with Seth and Edge in the Hell in a Cell? Um, yeah. I, wasn't Beyond- that Goldberg Bobby? Yeah, Bianca. Um, Bianca, Sasha, Becky. Becky. Um, what was the main event? Biggie Drew was on that. Biggie Drew. What was the main? It had to be Roman. It again. was Roman. Brock. It was the first Roman And it Brock. wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. That was a good show. I, yeah. I remember that, and I was like, hey. Oh, that was also Xavier and Finn in the King yes. of the Ring. Uh, Queen Zelina and uh, Dewdrop yep. for the Queen of the Ring. That was a good show. Yeah. I, I'll say that, but the rest of them... Oh, really um, bad. Super sure. Showdown 2020? Uh, no. You got me thinking about Crown Jewel 2021 now. That's a good show. Um, Wait, in 22 wasn't that bad either with Roman see. versus Logan. Yeah. Um, Brawling Brutes versus Usos. RK, oh, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. Was that 21? Yeah. Yikes. Uh, the Usos defeat the Hurt Business in a I don't remember that at all. It was a pre-show. Um, you said 22? 22 wasn't bad. Um, let me look. Roman Logan was good. Really good. Um, Seth Riddle? No. no, Seth wasn't on the card. Oh, yeah, I remember that because he was feuding with Ali at the time. And yeah. He wasn't on the show. Bianca Bailey. Yep, and that was the last woman standing match. Um, Braun Omos. Hey, that match wasn't terrible. I, I think that match right there is exactly what we're going to get out of Brock versus Omos at Mania. Fair. Um, Judgment Day versus OC. Oh, yeah, the six-man. Drew and Cross. <laughs> the cage match? Yeah. Not great. Damage control, Alexa and Asuka. Yeah. I mean, 22 was okay. It wasn't super bad, though, like all the ones yeah. at the start. Um, Saudi show's making a comeback. <laughs> Excuse me. I wasn't I wasn't watching at the time, but I remember like catching up on WWE in 2019 when I wasn't watching, looking at Ground Jewel 2019, and I'm like, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Yeah. What? And then you look at the teams and it's They're like random as hell. Like one of the team like people in the match were like Chad Gable, Ali, Rusev, Bobby Lashley. But Rome Roman was the Roman captain. Was the captain he was the captain of Hogan. Team Hogan. Who was the captain or- of Flair? Was Orton. Orton? Or is Drew. It w- was it Drew. I think it was Drew. And I know Orton was in that match. I know Baron Corbin was in that. Corbin, Ali, Gable, probably Lashley, definitely Rusev. Yeah. Weird. Really weird. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if they run a show in Australia, can't be as bad as a show in Saudi. Oh, no. And I saw this point on Twitter the other day. Um, WWE's next three pay-per-views after WrestleMania are all international. You don't think they run anything in June? Because Money in the Bank's July 1st. No. No, they won't then. Because they're running two in May, July 1st. They definitely won't run anything in June. And then is it, isn't... SummerSlam like August 5th or yeah. something like that. So 
Yeah, and that's that's back in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then I would assume if they're going to run this Australia show, they'll run it in the fall. Yeah, and October, November, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, I really have been a fan of what they've been doing with their pay-per-view schedule yeah. recently. I mean, and even the pay-per-view before Mania, International, Canada. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. It seems like pay-per-views are either international or in stadiums. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's it. I mean, the last one that wasn't was Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. It was in TD Garden. Yeah, because, I mean, you're going to have Rumble in a stadium, Elimination Chamber International, Mania in a stadium, Backlash International. Um, King of the Ring International. Queen, Queen and King of the Ring International and in a stadium. Yeah. Money in the Bank International, SummerSlam and, in a yeah. stadium. I mean... Just kind of, I mean, they're really capitalizing on that, which mm-hmm. makes me think, man, maybe Indy won't get a pay-per-view soon. No, we won't. Could run a stadium show like SummerSlam. I could see that. Maybe Lucas Oil hosts the yeah. SummerSlam. Or the Rumble. Give us war games. Ooh, I'd like it. I would like that. Probably not, though. They'll probably go a bigger market lame. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, Kind of... Shifting topics a little bit, but, you know, talking about WrestleMania, um, it's been rumored that Steve Austin is continuing to get offers for Mania, um, whether it be matches or segments or whatever. Um, but right now it looks like the front runner, if he's going to do anything, is going to be against LA Knight. Yeah. I don't care if it's a match, if it's a segment. I don't care. I need them in the same ring. Got to have LA Knight on the card. Gosh, I don't, even, I don't care if it's a match. Like, have it be a segment. Bring back Facts of Life. Ooh. On WrestleMania. Oh, my gosh. And then Steve Austin comes out. Literally, what would be perfect is he's doing, like, top five dummies. Let's say that. Goes through the four, hits the button on the five, and instead of dummy, yeah, it's the glass shatter. Oh, that would be awesome. Need. Oh, I need that so much. And if they wrestle, cool. I don't care. Yeah. But, I mean, preferably not. Yeah, I just like a segment. I don't need another Steve Austin match. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast yet. I know I've said it to you multiple times. Just like same energy as Car- uh, Carlito's segment with Stone Cold at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Same thing as that. Yep. I would love it. And then apparently LA Knight's supposed to get a pretty significant push after Mania. Yeah. Um, Dave Meltzer, I believe, uh, reported that at the latest Madison Square Garden house show um, from this past weekend, LA Knight was getting huge reactions from the crowd there, um, as he should. Uh, like like you've said, somebody as charismatic as him is going to get over eventually. Yep. It's just inevitable. Like, honestly, and here's the other thing, too, is, like, he's got the look. Like, yeah. It's not even that he's super charismatic. Like, dude is built like a brick house. Mm-hmm. He's got the look. He's got the natural charisma, even when he doesn't talk, like his facial expressions. I know we always talk about LA Knight, and it probably gets annoying for some people, but like he is just so good to me. Yeah. I, I think that he's kind of a throwback in that sense where his in-ring work is good, but that's not what he's about. Yeah, He's about talking people into seats, and I think he would be a amazing foil for Cody Rhodes. Would he, he not? Would. He would. He'd be awesome. We'll talk about their match on Raw a little bit more later. Um, but I'll say this, too. I mean, you know where I'm going with this. He is perfect for Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, who else is going to win it, too? I'd give him his own custom briefcase. Please. Oh, my gosh. It would be awesome. I need that. I need that. And he would be believable. Like, And that's why he's perfect for it. He's one of those guys who, like, you know, in kayfabe, probably not going to beat a guy one-on-one in a world title match at this point. Yeah. Just have him cash in. That's a perfect way to do it. That's why I thought, like, 
Kevin Owens around the 2017-18 was built for that briefcase and never got it, and it really frustrates me because you wasted it on Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. <laughs> like, and well, Kevin was in both those matches. Well, 2018, in, in the defense of 2018, he got hurt very soon. He was written off very soon after, like a couple months after Money in the Bank. Around the same time Braun cashed in, if I'm not mistaken. He got hurt, I think, right after SummerSlam. So, I mean, you could, I, there wasn't a whole lot you could have done there anyways. Um, 2017's a different story, though. I will say He's that. in the match. Yeah. Dude, the field for that Money in the Bank match in 2017. 2016's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, like, the field, like, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke, AJ, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and you pick Baron Corbin. Yeah. You literally could have went with Dolph mm-hmm. at the time. That would have fit. Have him be a two-time winner. Yeah. Be awesome. I am scared that LA Knight's going to end up being like Mr. Kennedy, though. I really am scared because they're so similar, and they I are. don't want to see L.A. Knight's potential wasted like it was with Kennedy. I don't think it will be wasted. I think, if anything, L.A. Knight has. I think. I think he knows that. Um, like I don't know how to say this. I think he knows that. Um, there's like there's only so many people that actually make it, mm-hmm. and I think he makes the most of every opportunity he gets to show what he can do. In the event that, you know, company is sold and Vince gets back in creative control, I think he wants to be as marketable to Vince as possible. Yeah. Because um, obviously Triple H is a huge fan of him. I mean, yeah. it's, he's the guy who twists him back to L.A. Knight from Max Dupree anyways. Yeah, I, I do think that's a good point. Um, you know, as far as the stuff that I have for news, I've got one more. Um, I don't know if you have more, and if so, we can continue after this, but... I just want to make note that the la- the most recent inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame will be the great Muda. Um, weren't on the pod last week, uh, so obviously the first inductee was Rey Mysterio. Um, that was announced, and he's officially being inducted this class. Um, Conan is supposed to induct him, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, now it's going to be great Muda, who's supposed to be inducted by Ric Flair. Um, we kind of called this. I mean, it was pretty obvious that he had to get inducted after he retired. Um, a wrestling legend. And, yeah, just pretty cool. It seems like they're going to have a really small class, probably, f- excuse me, probably four people. Um, I've seen that Batista will not be in the class because yep. he'll be filming a movie at the time. Um, if he's available, I'm positive he'll be the headliner next year. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I I mean, I don't mind a, a small class, especially when like for some of these inductees, let's be honest, we're reaching at this point. Yeah, we really are. Like the name that I showed you earlier in the week was Stacy Keebler. That's probably going to end up happening. No offense to Stacy Keebler, um, but like I mean, what has she really done to deserve being in the Hall of Fame? She had that segment with Vince. Oh yeah, that one segment <laughs> yeah. from 2001. Uh, I want to say oh, is one or oh two? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Very worthy inclusion. She was with Tess for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah and Scott Steiner. And Scott Steiner? Yeah, come on. I mean, easily Hall of Fame bound. <laughs> no. No, probably not, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you got, so, like, the celebrity wing is a whole discussion on whether that should exist or not. I think it should. I mean, there are some celebrities who have made really good contributions to wrestling. You have your Andy Kaufman. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, Andy Kaufman. Um, Trying to think, like, some other big celebrities. Arnold's in there. What do you think? No. Probably not. No. He had, like, what, one segment with Triple H on SmackDown? Snoop Dogg? Um, no, no. 
No, he shouldn't be. Mr. T should be. Mr. And T, I think he is. Mr. T should he, definitely. He actually definitely is. Uh, Mr. T should definitely be in there. Um, I'm trying to think of like all the celebrities who have Floyd. Like, Floyd. He's not in, and I don't think he should be. He worked one program. I think eventually Logan will be in the celebrity wing. Absolutely, and honestly, he should be. Dude is so good. Bad Bunny might be in. He the should sl- be as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, celebrity wing. Donald Trump. Hey, you know what? He was a huge selling point of Mania 23. <laughs> they built that whole Mania around that match. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it did gangbusters. Hey, and I'll say this. I liked the match. Really liked Lashley versus Umaga. Yeah. Or Umanga if you're William Regal. Yes, Umanga. So funny. Um, but yeah, the celebrity wing is definitely interesting. I do think that there should be some who are in there. Yeah. Um, I think William Shatner's in there, which like, No, he had like one appearance on Raw with Jerry Lawler. Drew Carey's in there. That's fine. Some people don't think he should be, but his appearance was iconic. Yeah. I mean, oh, is Pete Rose in there maybe? Yeah, he is. He is? He should be. Yeah, his his three run, uh, his three mania run with Kane. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Um, Well, I mean, do you have any more news? Mm -mm, I think you've covered pretty much everything. Cool. Um, That means we can get right into revolution i've yeah. uh, been itching to talk about this for a long time we really haven't talked that much about it i mean no we haven't we were gone on spring break and we talked a little bit about it we saw um, yeah. dave Meltzer star ratings came out over the weekend i believe for the uh for the show uh, we yeah. looked at them earlier in the week uh the, some one one we agree with yeah a uh, little bit yeah um, the uh, and then some we uh, well I guess there's others there's a few d- that were like okay some that were l- definitely overrated but I expect I, ex- I expect that from Milter's AEW ratings. He typically does. I could easily see last night's Dynamite main event getting five stars from him. I'm sure it will, and it shouldn't have. No. Um, speaking of a match that shouldn't have got the star rating that it did, um, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks opened the show. Now, don't get me wrong, was it's not fun. terrible. No, it was a fine op- It was a great op- opener. It was. It was. It was serviceable. Yes. Right. I mean, it was. It was fine. Um, is it worthy of four stars? In my opinion, absolutely not. No, I think four stars is like an exceptional match. I think I think you can't have a match go shorter than fifteen minutes and be four stars, I unless it's, it's like an angle. Like here's the thing, I'll be honest. Brock versus Goldberg, Survivor Series sixteen, I'd give it four stars. Okay, because the I, angle was awesome. But also, like, I'm not expecting Goldberg to put on, you know, that's a, fair. More than a ten minute, more than a, a eight minute match. Let's be honest. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this match has been overrated, not just by Meltzer, but by other people on the internet. I know. I've seen like on other podcasts and stuff being like, this match was so good. And I'm like, what fun. happened? Like what fun. happened in the match? You know what? Mate, you know what? I think the one reason that it is worthy of four stars is because it ended the feud. I'll, I'll give it that. This is what I said. Like the one thing that I didn't like about this match is the stipulation didn't lead to anything. Like, it was like, hey, JAS is banned from ringside. And Which then, made me and then, feel like... And then Sammy just came down. Yeah. I thought someone was going to turn, like, actually Andretti. <laughs> like, I thought he was maybe going to turn because he wasn't in JAS. Like, and then nothing happened. Yeah. Like, Sammy came down anyway, didn't get in trouble. Action Andretti fought him. And then, like, <laughs> it just, I don't know. Very, very dynamite worthy match. It was a dynamite match. I agree. Um, that said, the next match I really enjoyed. Um, part of it is because I, well, and I'll say this, like I really like Jericho and Starks, but I didn't love the feud. So I think that has something to do with it as well. This match, I really like Christian and Jungle Boy, the final burial, but I also really like the feud. 
Um, I was excited for this match. Um, I didn't see until the show started that it had changed from No Holds Barred to Final Burial. Yeah. Um, it's like a mix between Buried Alive and a casket match. I kind of like it. I do too. Um, you know, it is a little silly that I think they used it for this feud. You would think they'd save it for like a Darby Allen match or something. Um, but I mean, still, like you said, I, I like the match. Um, I really wanted Christian to win. I did too. Um, you know, they've been feuding for like what, almost a year. Um, so yep. I was expecting a little more than a 14 minute match, but it was also Christian's first match back. Yep. Um, when do you think we see Christian again? He'll probably sell his injury, or not his injury, his burial for a while. Um, I saw on Twitter, and I completely agree, I saw someone on Twitter say that the man who dethrones Orange Cassidy for the international title should be Christian. Ooh. I agree, 1,000%. Ooh, I don't hate that. Give me Christian Cage versus OC and have Christian batter him. I was going to say, I was going to say, and I've told this to you, I think Andrade should dethrone him when he gets back mm, from injury. I like that. I, I'm, I might like that more. That's right. If you're gonna have TV, if you if that's gonna be take the place of the TNT title, because let's be honest, OC defends that title at least once a week. Yep. Um, Andrade would be a great guy to do. He puts on bangers. Yeah. I uh, I don't know when Christian will be back. Uh, I don't even know. Do you think he'll work double or nothing? I think I he might show up on the dynamite after double or nothing. I could see that. Would you hate Adam Cole's first opponent back to be Christian Cage? I've been seeing people say, depending on what the, his contract deal with WWE is, they'd like to see Roddy Oh, as Adam Cole's first Ooh, opponent. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. They're just straight up not using him. Well, I, th- it's, I believe from what I've the most recent thing I've seen is that he's just sitting out his contract. Okay. Because um, he asked for his release last year and they didn't grant it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I get it. His wife's in AEW. All his friends yeah. are in AEW. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those situations where you're like, yeah, okay, fair. Have Roddy to throw an orange, orange Cassidy. Man, I would love to love see me Orange some, Cassidy love, get hit with a backbreaker. Love me some Roddy Strong. He's really good. Yeah. He's have you, really have you seen his match from uh, Ring of Honor? I forget what they called the event, but it was the outdoor event. Face Okada. I haven't. It's really good. That's oh, good. Yeah, I assume so. Um, really liked uh, Christian's sleeveless turtleneck. Hilarious. <laughs> Christian just, he's so funny. Yeah. He gets it, and he, I love I mean, him as a heel is just amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for him to get back on TV whenever that may be. Um, I'll say this, though. This next match. Ruled. If if the Iron Man match wasn't on this card, this would easily be the best match of the night. However, you know. But this trios match was awesome. Um, House of Black versus the Elite for the AEW trios titles. Um, I said this is the kind of spot fest I can get behind. Yeah, because, um, you know... Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews, they can do like flips, but that's not their main thing. Like they're more striking, you know, Which knees, I love. knees, uh, you know, use their feet, their legs a lot. Um, so I think that their style really meshed well with the elites, well, the young bucks, more flippy style of offense. Yep. Um, you know, the spot that I I know we keep talking about is. Um, when the oh. Bucks were setting up for the Meltzer driver and Buddy Matthews hit him with the knee, that was beautiful. I literally like I was I was sitting there alone watching this and I went whoa yeah like it um, was insane. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy. It seems like Tony Khan is finally investing in the House of Black as like a legitimate threat. Um, and also, when are we gonna get Kenny versus Malachi? Need dude, when? Kenny versus Buddy. Oh my gosh. 
Honestly, I mean, even Kenny versus Brody. I'll say this about Brody King, right? Like everybody talks about how good Malachi and, and Buddy. Buddy are. Brody King is, is just so as, he's just good. as good. I agree. He's excellent. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote that down in my notes um, for the trios match on Dynamite, which we'll get to later. I wrote down just like, man, Brody King is underrated. He yeah. is so good. Mm-hmm. And he fits perfectly with the House of Black. Um, this match was awesome. Uh, the Excuse me real quick. Thought I had a sneeze. Maybe I still do. I don't know. But um, <coughs> the spots in this match like didn't feel contrived, so it didn't bother me. Like they like the spots that happened felt natural, like the natural progression. Yeah. Um, and I like the elite, but we were talking about how much we wanted to see the House of Black win and didn't think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it did. Oh yeah. I mean, the elite, the elite just don't need the titles. No, they don't. Um, and you know. We'll talk about this when we get to Dynamite, but it seems like they're moving out of the trios division for a while. Yeah. Um, which I'm glad for. The downside is that it seems like we're going to get House of Black versus JAS as our next feud. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Has, did they tape Rampage last night? They're doing that live this week. I would assume they taped it. Um, because they might have. I'm going to look really quick. The match see. is on Rampage for this next week or for like tomorrow. Hey, I'll say this. Hobbs versus Ray Phoenix is going to be a banger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a shame that Phoenix is going to lose, but, like, that match will be awesome. Let me see. Taya Valkyrie making her debut. Yeah. Um, Daddy Magic and Angela Parker versus the Bollywood Boys. Daddy Magic cracked me up on Dynamite last night. Oh, yeah. No, they are doing uh, JAS versus House of Black. The main event was Garcia versus Brody King. Ooh. I bet that match is nasty. Mm-hmm. I bet that match is really good. Um, dang, they both wrestled twice on that sh- on that taping then. But um, just a couple spots that I really liked in this was Kenny's cell of the Black Mass was one of the best cells of the entire show, and like his legs just went limp and was awesome. Uh, we talked about that knee from Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Hart was hit with a nasty V trigger, <gasps> dude. She got drilled. Props to Julia Hart. She's yeah. always out here taking these huge bumps in the House of Blacks. She's really matches. good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I liked it. Um and just man, it was it was a really fun match. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I I felt bad, right? Because the women's triple threat, Soraya versus Jamie Hayter versus um Ruby, Ruby Soho. Soho. Just I don't know, it just didn't click for me. It didn't click for me either. Um but like I mean, this whole feud hasn't clicked for me. It's been going on for like two months, and I still like am just not invested in it. I mean, they have to find something else for this to like really, I guess, click for me. And they so far haven't been able to do that. And I don't even know like what they could do. Like honestly, I'll say the only good thing about this match was the angle with Ruby Soho turning heel because at least there was some kind of progression with the story. I d- I did. I had mixed feelings on the heel turn. On the one hand, I'm glad because, like you said, progression of the story. On the other hand, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense, but it's good for uh, Saray and Tony Storm because Ruby probably cuts the best promo out of the three. Yeah, yeah, probably. Best heel promo. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, like I said, the match just didn't really click. Maybe it's because it was right after the trios match and I was yeah. just, you know. Really and also, coming down from that. You know, obviously when you have a match on the card that's an hour, not everything's going to be as long. If it had a little more time, it probably could have been a lot better. Yeah, I think this match got like three and a half stars. Just yeah. Like, mm. Hater looked great. She's one of my favorite women's wrestlers, I mean, in the entire industry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I think honestly what took away from it was just all the stuff at ringside. Like oh my gosh, faction warfare. Like that's the whole thing and I just I It's like we talked about yesterday. Who in AEW besides MJF and Wardlow aren't in factions right now? I like Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Um Samoa Joe, but he Samoa Joe's technically ROH. Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle Boy. Like, there's just, it's so thin. Like, why is everyone in a faction? I mean, I just a faction or like a tag team or like an right. assault, like a, like now they have QT Marshall and Hobbs. That's a faction too, though. You oh yeah, you're right, dude. That we'll get to it, but that segment was terrible. Horrible. Um. But you know we'll get to we'll get back to Revolution. Um, Texas Death Match. Um, John Moxley versus Hangman Page. I'll say this: great match. Mm-hmm. Um, not five star worthy. Not five star worthy, but not even just to get hung up on that. There were just some things in this match that. Well, first of all, I'll say this: not a huge death match guy. Yeah. Like I'll preface with that. So you know, just right out of the gate, you know, it wasn't going to be completely for me, but. I was like, these two guys will make it work. And they did. I liked the match. Some of the spots made me legit cringe. Like the fork spot, I could not watch that where John Moxley just stabbed him in the head with a fork. Couldn't watch that where they dragged the barbed wire across his back. Couldn't do that. But there were also just some spots that I really didn't like. Like, okay, for example, Moxley stomps Hangman's head on bricks and then Hangman stands up at nine. Let's be honest here. That should not have happened. Like, if you're trying to make this realistic, dude would be done yeah. easily. Like, that sh- just don't do this spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand what they were going for with, like, Hangman, you know, not not saying die. You know, he's going to win at all costs. But, like, there's some realism that needs to come into play. Very much takeover Portland vibes when Adam Cole hits Champa with the Canadian destroyer on the exposed concrete and Champa kicks out at two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Not not great on that end, but I loved the finish. Like where Hangman oh, yeah. just I mean, hung John Moxley and He's he tapped out and he and he tapped out like immediately, which yeah. I really liked because someone made this point that I was listening to a podcast where they were like it just seemed like he was like panicking, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I can't get out of this," so he mm-hmm. tapped out. I'll say this: this this is a little controversial, maybe, but I think Mox has been a little overprotected when it comes to his matches with top guys. I mean, I don't think Danielson's beaten him once, and they're serious. I mean, like Mox is at this point now where it's he is like pretty much unbeatable, like, and I think, and yeah, he's good. But at one point, will people start to, like, recognize that? He took this loss, but he took the loss of somebody who should be at his level. Yes. So, I mean, Mox, I don't know. Mox is Mr. AEW, though. Like, he's Mr. AEW, but does that mean he has to win every single match he's in? That's a good point. That's a good point and something to think about. I mean, I, was, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird situation. That's, and that's my one complaint. I mean, yeah, Mox had some really good matches with his AEW title runs last year, but you knew he was going to win every single time. Yep. So it's like, yeah, they'll be, oh, yeah, sure, he's going to face Roosh. It'll be a great match. But, but like, you, you know Moxley's winning. Yeah. So Which is kind of a problem I've had with AEW at times. They love to run title matches, and I love to watch title matches, and they feel important. But a lot of times when they run them, you're like, all right, well, like, why is this even happening? Because mm-hmm. it's it's obvious who's gonna win. Yep. 
Um, man, I was excited for Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. Was too. Was not good. Yeah. It's just like, again, I think it suffered from being right after the death match. Mm-hmm. And also it suffered from the way they went about it. Why yeah. was it so methodical and slow? It should well, have, we should have just been beating the heck out of each other. At Joe's age, I don't think he's, I mean, I don't know if he's, ca- I don't know how many more times he's capable of putting on these, like, you know, fast-paced hoss fests. I was going to say, it doesn't even have to be like, I mean, yeah, fast pace would be nice, but really more than anything, just, like, have them beat the crap out of each other yeah, instead true. of just, like, a bunch of rest holds. But but now that, but like I said, now that Joe is older, his conditioning is a lot worse. That's probably, you know, rest. He is a technical style wrestler. Yeah. Um, so I think submissions and rest holds really suits him more than really anything else. That's fair. This match just didn't work for me. Uh, I think also just like I knew for a fact Wardlow was going to win. Yeah. Well, um, we knew after the face of the Revolution yeah, ladder right. match that Wardlow was going to win. Right. Um, yeah. It just it just didn't work for me. Um, <laughs> the uh, Fatal Four Way Tag Team Championship match after this. Um, I think I said it on the podcast uh, before we took a week off in the build up to this. I think I said I wasn't going to watch this match, and uh, I didn't. I went into the kitchen and made some food and came back. I, I'll i be honest. I, ju- I just knew this match would make me mad, so I didn't want to watch it. So I didn't. It has uh, three of your favorite teams, though. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, did you watch it? I did not. I did not. I cannot lie. I didn't yeah. watch it. It's just like I, I just I didn't. I didn't want to get worked up over it. Yeah, um, I am happy that I was able to catch FTR coming back, though. Yep, I catch that, too. Um, you know, hopefully they squash the guns for the time. I mean, awesome. I don't I don't want any more. I don't want it to be longer than five minutes. That would be awesome. I, I want them to obliterate the guns. I don't even think that they should wait till Double or Nothing. Run it on TV? Yeah, why not? I, I can see, but then do you have FTR defend at uh, Double or Nothing? Well, yeah, but... Against two, the Acclaimed? Mm-hmm. The Acclaimed are feuding with JAS, too, though. So then... With Daddy Magic. (laughs) FTR versus... Lucha Bros, please. That would be good. I love the Lucha Bros. FTR versus Aussie Open. Mm, I like that. I like that idea, too. Top Flight? See, I mean, like, there's so many better teams that they have on their books. You would think that, like... The guns wouldn't be the first choice to be holding the titles right now. Hey, or we could just see them defend against uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. No, get them off my TV. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad FTR's back. They're the best. Um, they'll definitely beat the Ass Boys for the titles at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just have to see when. But man, this main event was good. Yep. Like, man, I was so excited for it. MJF versus Brian Danielson, 60 minute Iron Man match. So excited for it, and it absolutely delivered. I mean, what else is there to say that hasn't already been said about it online? I literally put, like, in my notes, like, the main event was amazing, and mm-hmm. there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, it does suck to say because, you know, in kayfabe, everybody's supposed to hate MJF, but he's he is damn so good in the ring. He's so good in the ring. Man, um, he is amazing. And I'll say this, too. I, like... This might be my favorite match of 2023 so far. I can agree with that. I don't think I've seen a better wrestling match this year yet. And you know what? I don't know if we will. I don't know either. I don't know if we will. Maybe Roman versus Cody. No. No? Mm-mm. You don't think so? No, because I think I think with that, I think Roman versus Cody, I think there's going to be way too many false finishes. There's going to be a couple ref bumps. 
a lot of ref bumps. Um, there's going to be interference from the bloodline. There's going to be interference from Sammy and KO. Um, you know, so that's the only reason I don't think that um, Roman versus Cody will come to this level. It'll be good. That's a good point. Um, if any, I mean, look, let's be real. Will Roman versus Cody even be the best match of Mania? Yes. No? What do you have? Seth versus Logan. Wow. Or Cena versus Theory. I think Sneaky could be Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew. That, I mean, Rhea versus Charlotte. Oh, don't don't say Rhea Charlotte's going to be better than Roman Cody. Come on. Oscar Bianca? No, but you have to think about this, though. What, I mean, for me, personally, what what measures how much I like a match is not just the in-ring work, but the story leading up to it. When you're super invested in a match. Yeah. That's why Sammy versus Roman was amazing. Okay. But and I'll, that's why I don't think Bianca, Asuka, that's Rhea, fair. Charlotte will be amazing. They'll be great in ring. I won't care because that's these storylines, which we'll talk about in a little bit, have been terrible. That's a good point. That's just my opinion. I have another. Well, I mean, I'll just say it now. I think also Edge and Balor, sneaky, sneaky candidate for match of the weekend. Agreed. Because, I mean, look, their match at Extreme Rules last year was one of my favorites of last I year. I loved it. Um, especially if Balor comes, at, comes back as the demon. Um, it's funny, I see you that tweet where somebody was like, please let Edge spear him off the top of the cell. Have do him you spear wa- him off the top of the cell through the announce table. Do you want him to die? Yeah, like they would, sorry for us being graphic, they would die. Yeah. Like, come on. But, like, it's going to be awesome. I might see a spear through the cell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, man. Spear through the ropes, off the cell wall through a table. Need. <laughs> um. Yeah. Th- I'm super excited for Mania. But back to this Iron Man match, like, I do think it could end up being the match of the year. Like, it's going to be hard for anyone to top it. This will def- at- Come December, this will definitely be in the top three matches of the year. You know why? And it comes back to what I just said. It's the character work. Yeah. MJF's character work was excellent the in this match. The oxygen tank. The oxygen tank was so smart. I saw, like, they brought that out, and I was like, okay, like, you know, selling how long the match has been. And then he used it, and I was like, that's genius. And then, like, the character work from MJ- MJF, and then the character work from Danielson, like, he made me want him to win at the yeah. end of the match. And going in, I was like, nah, MJF needs to win. At the end of that match, I wanted Danielson to win. Oh, yeah. Easily, easily the best Iron Man match of all time. I agree. I, I mean, Cena, Orton. Yeah, I liked that one. I liked it. It's not better than this, no. like, let's be honest. But, like, I really liked that match. Uh, I I love Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. That's Okay, Brock and Kurt's m- could come close, but it's, I mean. I'd say this is better. This is, this is better. It's just, like, they did so much stuff. In an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, normally you kind of see guys take it slow. These guys put in work. They went hard for the entire 60 minutes and then and some. And then, like, 10 more. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, MJF, I just want to give a shout-out to his entrance. That entrance with the, like, the choir. Awesome. Yeah. When do you think we see Danielson back, or do we? I mean, he'll, he'll be back, but when? Well, he'll, I think he'll be in the Blood and Guts match at Revolution, or Double or Nothing. A lot of people uh, have interpreted his promo uh, saying he's going home as ROH. him going to be an ROH. I could maybe see him showing up at Supercard of Honor for like a a, mat, a one-off match against somebody. I agree. Or even like show up at the end of the show and confront Eddie Kingston for the title. Are they going to run Claudio Eddie Kingston? That's my belief. I don't know. Um I'm going to try and track down um, tonight's episode of ROH tomorrow. Yeah. 
Um, just because the main event looks pretty. What's the main event? Uh, Wheeler Yuta versus Clark Connors for the Ooh. for the pure title. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think that this match not only like leads to so many different scenarios, but in in and of itself, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, now getting to this week's or this past week's wrestling. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't watch SmackDown and Rampage. Um, you know, I've seen clips from both, but I didn't watch them because I was still in Cleveland. Uh, I didn't really have the chance to catch up on it. But I took notes on both. Um, they're just not going to be as in-depth because I didn't watch. Yeah. Um, you know, SmackDown, um, you know, I did you did you I did. Watch? I, wa- I watched SmackDown, um, didn't catch Rampage, mm-hmm. but I watched Raw, and then I watched some parts of Dynamite. Not all of it, but most yeah. of it. Yeah, um, so, I mean, you can speak more on SmackDown. I'll say this, like, the final, the Fatal Five-Way, I'm sure, was fun. Oh, it was. It was really good. Um, we talked about this um, on Monday. I'm personally not the biggest fan of the of the double pin they ran, um, just because if, you know, you're going to wind up doing Sheamus and Drew fighting one-on-one this week, or I guess tonight when this comes out, um, what was the point of the Fatal Five-Way? Um, that's just my opinion. Um, it was a good spotlight for LA Knight. Hand carrying cross. But he got pinned. He got pinned. Why wasn't cross pinned? That's what I'm saying. Um, That's the only reason I don't like the finish. But I mean, Xavier looked great. Um, I really think that um, you know every guy looked good, even Cross. Um, as much as I hate to say it, they did make him look good in the match. What's up with LA Knight recently being Shelton Benjamin? Like jumping up to the top row. I'm saying, did you see the? Did you see the the clip from yes. of Cody from Raw? Yes. Dude just leaped but so effortlessly. No, no, no. You saw that was fake though, right? Oh, it was. It was in it was reverse. Because uh, I saw it at first, and I was like, I was like, dude, there's. Huh? No, I was like, no way. It literally looked like he was levitating. Um, if you if you guys haven't seen it, just like, I don't even know what to look up. But it's, probably if you probably just look up Cody Rhodes jump. It was insane though, because at first I was like, I was like, there's no way. No, I think he was. I think he was practicing the Cody cutter during the commercial. During the commercial break, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I personally don't have a problem with the double pin, even if they're gonna probably do the exact same thing mm-hmm. on SmackDown tonight. Um, you know, I just I don't mind, other than the LA Knight got pinned, which which he wouldn't have carrying crosses right there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it was fun. Um, I said this like it's crazy to see Ray be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. We mentioned it earlier. It's just kind of crazy to see he's an active competitor, but it seems like they might be going 2008 Ric Flair route. That's what I'm thinking um, because, well, I mean, I guess not necessarily, but I guess also Edge was inducted when he was retired because Edge is technically right. an active competitor. Yeah, but, I mean, he was retired at the time. He was retired at the time. Um, I think it'll be like Flair 08 where I think this match that he's going to have with Dom at Mania is going to be a retirement match. Okay. I think the stipulation is going to be um, Ray's career versus, you know, if, if Ray wins, Dom's out of the judgment day. If Dom wins, Ray retires. Interesting. I, I mean, I do agree with that. I think maybe not Dom in the judgment day. You could do Dom in WWE, but all, nobody would believe that really. Right. In that, so maybe you do do judgment day. And so I that think way. that's how Dom could goad him into getting it, like into accepting the match. Like I think like eventually Dom would be like, hey, you won't accept my challenge. Well, what if I say if I lose, I'll leave the judgment day. And then Ray's like, okay. And then Dom's like, but 
if you lose, you have to retire. Yeah. I think that'll probably be what happens, but I could be wrong. Um, um, and then there's the trios match right after, um, Judgment Day versus Legato Del Fantasma. Oh, yeah. Um, that was also a really solid trios match. Um, I love they've turned Legato face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess I wish that Santos was a, was in the Fatal Five way um, in place of Cross, but, you know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Um, like, but like I said, it was a really good uh, trios match. Um, Dom gets the pin on Cruz del Toro. Uh, it was like an inside cradle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the match... Uh, he tells the rest of the Judgment Day to leave the ring, and he calls Ray into the ring. Um, and again, he just runs him down like he's been doing ever yeah. since he turned heel. Um, shoved Ray into the ropes, um, and then you know, Dom kind of charges. Or no, that was was that on Raw. Dom charges at Ray, and then Ray kind of ducks, and then Dom. I think it was on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Dom kind of like charged at Ray, and Ray like just dodged out of the way, and Dom went through the ropes. It sounds like SmackDown because I don't think that happened a yeah. while. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, it was a good trios match. Um, but again, that's expected from uh, you know Legato and Judgment Day. I put in my notes. I really want to see Santos versus Finn soon. Yes, that would be awesome. I love Santos. I hope he gets an increased role after Mania, just a little bit. His match with uh, Ricochet, the SmackDown World Cup final. Yeah. Heat. Yeah, really good. Um, you know, I'm sure that Viking Raiders versus Strowman and Ricochet was a banger. Seems like a match I would love. You know, I'll say this. Uh, Braun and Ricochet, they've really grown on me as a team. They're awesome. Um, and I, I think that credit goes to Triple H because he's been consistently booking them as a team. Um, you know, whereas I think in the Vince days, they'd maybe team up for like a couple weeks and then they'd probably have like some like rushed breakup and then like a one-off match and then it'd just go from nowhere. Yeah. Um, but Triple H is really kind of invested in this team and they're really starting to get like, they're getting good reactions. Um, and I think it's good because Ricochet for the longest up until like October, November has really kind of felt lost. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really that, uh, excited when Braun returned. Um, but you know he's really kind of proving me wrong. I'm I'm glad that Braun's back. I can say that now. Uh, and I know you've said it a bunch before. I'm a Braun guy. Um, you know, before he before he was released, he wasn't great. No, the feud with Shane so bad. Uh, but like, was that even his fault? No, it wasn't Braun's fault. But it's just still a bad feud. Right. I really liked um the triple threat at WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm. Him and Drew and Lashley. That was so much fun. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just I've always liked Strowman. Well, not always. Since he got repackaged in 2016, after he was up out until of the Wyatt 20 family. up until 2018. Yeah, up until he turned heel for literally no reason, and then I couldn't stand him until WrestleMania Backlash 21. <laughs> um, and then you know now that he's back, I think that he adds a lot to the mid card. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't care to see him in the main event again. I just don't need it. He could be a good like TV opponent for a world champ like Cody. Man, Braun versus Cody would go really hard. It would. It would. Um, but yeah, I, I like this team a lot. I was surprised to see the Viking Raiders get a win though. I yeah, mean, I, I like it. But I, I, I do too. I you know like I, Tr- Braun and Ricochet are, are close. To, I mean, they are kind of an official team, but like the Viking Raiders are the established tag team, yeah. so they should win. Well, and it doesn't hurt Strowman and Ricochet. No, to it lose. doesn't. Um, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't watch the match, but. Um, I'm sure Charlotte versus Shotzi was awful. I'll say um, this. I'll say this. Charlotte was doing God's work because she carried Shotzi to a somewhat watchable match. Shotzi is terrible. 
Can you um, can you admit that? I I can I can admit that she's not as good as she was in NXT. I don't know what the difference is in ring. Like, but like I don't know what the, I don't know what's changed uh, so much since she, I mean when it, she was in NXT I I didn't mind Shotzi yeah she's just she's not very good um and I just like I'm wondering why have these women's title feuds been built so poorly yeah I can I can agree um, Charlotte like is a terrible babyface promo yeah but she really made like Rhea look like a chump on the mic afterwards I didn't see it what happened it was just like um. Charlotte was like, let me see, let me find. I don't remember it exactly, but I just remember. When Sounds I was, like babyface Charlotte though. I just remember I was watching it, yeah, and like Charlotte was just like talking down to her, and like Rhea didn't do anything. That like, would really frustrate me. Like Charlotte, like talked down to her. Um, she did hype her up, and she said that um, you know she was like Rhea will rip anyone apart, but her, <sighs> and then like dropped the mic and then left, and Rhea just stood there. Dude. Rhea looked like such a square. <laughs> I need Charlotte. I mean, I need Rhea to squash Charlotte. <laughs> I want a good match. I want. Yeah, a, I do too. I want something caliber of WrestleMania 36. Except he, for Rhea wins. Yeah. Hot take. That might be the best match in Mania 36. Um. Does Firefly Funhouse count? If it doesn't count as a match, I'm talking like, like actual in ring match. Then I agree. Firefly Funhouse is my favorite thing from that mania easily. You don't like Rollins KO? Oh, it's good. Or Boneyard? You know what? I'll say this. I liked Boneyard. I don't love it like most people do. I thought the Gallows and Anderson looked so incredibly they looked weak. So dumb. They like did. they got I mean they they were chumps. Yeah. I mean they were just like cannon fodder for mm -hmm. Undertaker. Um, but, like, you know, that Mania was so weird. I, I didn't watch it live. You know I, what, Matt? Actually, no. Nope, nope. I take it back. Maybe Charlotte versus Rhea wasn't match of the match of the weekend. The triple threat ladder match oh, you was love that nuts. Match. Yeah. But also, I mean, it was, oh, that's the match that, that gave us main event Jay, in a sense, because Jimmy got hurt and that Jimmy tore his ACL in that match. Oh, he did? He got Jimmy got hurt in that match. Really? And then that's why, and then throughout the summer, Jay was on his own as the singles competitor. No, he got hurt in that match. That's the match he got hurt in that match. <laughs> that match is really good. It is. You know, but then you got matches on that show like uh, Baron Corbin versus Elias. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Are you telling me you were planning on running Baron Corbin versus Elias in, in front, front of a crowd? <laughs> like, actually? Ooh, I'm, curi I'm curious to see what, how Cena versus The Fiend would have gone in front of a crowd. I don't think it would have been nearly as good. No, it wouldn't have. God, did, do you like that? Like the Firefly Funhouse match? I do. I do like it. Um, in the moment, I didn't. Really? In the moment, I was. I really wanted to see a, like just a straight-up one-on-one match. Did you want to see the Fiend squash him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, I appreciate it for what it is. It is legitimately, for me, like one of the greatest angles I've seen. I mean, it was so good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, considering how um, thrown together it felt to me because Cena didn't show up and they didn't start building to the match after Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, considering they had it only like a couple weeks of build, um, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, main event of SmackDown back, you know, for this week. Um, we always go off, like way off topic. It's fun, though. That's yeah. that's what it's all about. Um in the final segment, I did watch this. This is the one part of SmackDown I was able to watch. I didn't want to miss it. Um, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this segment. Just 
Jay's delivery of the promo was fantastic because like his face didn't match the words he was saying. Mm-hmm. You could tell he's still conflicted. Yeah. Um. And his, but his reasoning for turning on Sammy it makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, it's like, what would you do? Yeah. They've they've really added so many logical layers to Jay's character. Yeah. I I think he's maybe the most developed character on the roster. Yeah. No. I I agree. I mean, like. And honestly, it was kind of sad. Like, his reasoning was kind of sad because, like, he's like, what would you do? It's family. But, like, you kind of, as a fan, recognize, like, he's being manipulated. You know, this family is toxic for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of situ- the better thing for him would have been to go with Sammy, who's his legitimate friend. Yeah. And he's justifying this because it's family. You know, I, I it feels good to say that him and Jay and Roman are so on a collision course after WrestleMania. Yeah. I know you say SummerSlam. I could see it being SummerSlam, but I could also... I don't know how much time Roman will take off after Mania, if he will take any time off. I think he will. Um, At the end of the segment, Cody getting involved, I think, is really good for both him and Sammy. Yeah, I think show, that's smart to put them together. shows that you can have two super over baby faces. And they are both so over. Yep. Um, You know, SmackDown was good. Um... You know, from what I saw and the results and everything. Um, but going on the rampage, I didn't see any of it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I saw like some clips. Um, you know, well, I won't, you know, we talked about this a little bit with, uh, you know, the Ricky Starks Jericho match. Why? Why is Sammy Guevara and Action and Ready face? I swear this is like the 10th time they faced each other in on the last rampage. two months. It's always on rampage, too. I literally said. I was looking at the card, and there's no way Andretti and Guevara had another singles match. Yep. Like, huh? The feud's over. Why are they wrestling again? <laughs> like, and Guevara just won again. Hey, maybe hey, maybe they like working together. Cool. I don't care <laughs> if they like working together. You've done it all these times. Do something else. Um, there was a squash match. I don't even remember who was in the match, but I just said there must be a squash match on every <laughs> Rampage. There yeah. is though, every single time. I don't remember. Oh, who. it was it was the acclaimed um, against I forget one guy, but it was the acclaimed versus somebody else in Jack Cartwheel. You love him. J- Listen, all right, I'm pushing the Jack Cartwheel agenda. Dude is so inventive in the ring with some of his offense. I don't know how to feel about him. We've talked about this. There's a reason they're putting him in against so many great workers on Dark. I mean, he had a match with Takeshita, had a match with Brian Cage. It's just like I don't know how to feel about it, dude. Like only like does cartwheels and like back handsprings. Yeah, it's the harm. Yeah. I guess. It, listen, until they put him on TV consistently, I don't think he's doing any any harm with his stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're until, right. Until they put him in an action Andretti, Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy position, then maybe we can talk about overexposure. It's a good point. But until then, I think you know, just let the you know, just let the guy do his cartwheels. Fair enough. Put on some fun matches. Fair enough. Um, yeah, just like every single rampage, though, there's a squash match. It's insane. Um, you know, I know that there is further development in the Don Callis and Takeshita storyline. Yeah. I love where they're going with this. Has to result in Kenny versus Takeshita, right? Yeah, but I don't think I know we said yesterday double or nothing. That Not was anymore. before. That was before Dynamite. Yeah. Um, I can you know that'll probably be TV match, but oh, it still man. be good. Stretch it out to like Forbidden Door. No, you you need to have one. Kenny's I'd still the IWGP US champ. Kenny versus uh, what did we say yesterday? Okada. Kenny Okada in a winner take all. Need, and then MJF versus uh, 
You said Naito. You could do Naito. You could do Tanahashi. You could do Osprey. If he's, I don't know, because he, uh, the big news that came out of the New Japan Cup is that um, in his match with Mark Davis, he injured his shoulder. Oh. Um, There's a spot where they were on the they were on the outside of the ring, and Mark Davis uh, ripped up the floor mats, and he like kind of buried Osprey under the yeah. floor mats, and then like did a senton, oh. and he landed on Osprey's shoulder, and Osprey said he heard a pop. Mm. Um, there's no timetable on his return. Um, he was obviously pulled from the New Japan Cup. Right. Um, so if he's if he's healthy in time, yeah. Um, but if not, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on Osprey being at Forbidden Door. That's a good point. Um, you know, Although I do think we're going to get Danielson, Zack Saber Jr. at Forbidden Door this year. I agree. Do you think it'll be for the was it the NJPW World Television Title? Probably. Zack Saber Jr. is going to win. Ooh, really? Danielson's going to put him. I mean, Zack Saber Jr. is the next great technician of our generation. Good point. Good point. Um, you know, for the Preston Vance versus Takeshita match, I did say like Preston Vance super boring. Don't like him. Yeah, but I do like his mask collector gimmick. Uh, yeah, I that's do. cool. That is cool. I like that a lot. Um, main event didn't see it, but I really loved that. Nyla versus Riho is the main event. They've yeah. got a lot of history, good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Always good to see them in the main event spot. Now, I saw the ending of it. I saw the how Rampage ended. Don't, so Don't you love it? Marina Shafir got involved because I guess she's associated with Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the outcast came out, um, and it looked like they were going to beat up Nyla and Marina Shafir, but they let those two walk, and they just proceeded to beat up Riho, and then they... Where he painted the L on her back. Good stuff, huh? It's literally the exact same post-match angle Every they run. Every single <laughs> match. It is not even so the matches bad. that they're involved in now. I know. Like Rio is one of my favorites in AEW. I mean, uh, so frustrating. I did like what they ended up doing with it on Dynamite, though, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't spend a little more time on Rampage. Just you know. Neither of us caught it. Spring break. Yeah. Um, that, that happens. But on to Raw, which we did both catch. Um, man, opening segment, Edge and Finn got right to the point. Yep. Edge versus Balor and Hell in a Cell will be special. Like we talked about, um, you know, I don't think I need to repeat myself. They're, they have great chemistry together. Um, I remember when Edge won the Royal Rumble in 2021 and he showed up on NXT and he teased that he could go after Balor. Um, and I remember at the time I was like, yes. Yep. Yep. And he, when he and Christian were running the uh, Edge and Christian pot of awesomeness, um, I don't even, he, he might have even, they might have had Finn Balor on as a guest, but I know for a fact he always talked about on that podcast, which ran in like like 2016 to like 2019, he always talked about how much he liked Finn Balor and how he wanted to wrestle him in Mania Match. Oh, I'm really excited. I am really excited. Like I said, I think that is, that's a sneaky contender for match of the weekend. Finn's got to go over. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, th- I hope so. I think Finn's going to go over. Um, I honestly don't think we'll see Edge a whole lot after in the immediate aftermath of WrestleMania. I don't think we'll see Edge again until the build to SummerSlam. I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree. However, I could see him being in the Money in the Bank match. Okay. You know, he, he keeps talking about on TV. He doesn't have got, much time. Don't have much time left. I could see him being like, I want to be in the Money in the Bank match. I could also see him in that last maybe month or two of his career just going out and having like one match every other week on TV. Like Kurt Angle. Yeah, a little over, ago, a farewell tour, you know, would love to have him, uh, to see him have another match with Seth. Um, KO, 
Johnny. Um, I'm trying to think. Edge LA Knight. KO. LA Knight. Need to see that. The Cody. promo battles. Cody. But that'll probably be pay-per-view. That could be yeah. pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking Ed versus Gable. Oh, my goodness. Um, he already put on a banger with Theory after Elimination Chamber. Yep. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of money matches. Well, not – but there's a lot of dream matches for Edge. Yeah. Um, and I think in that last month or two of his career, he'll try his hardest to get all of those checked off. I hope so. Um, the tag match that followed was really mid for me, like Johnny and Dexter versus JD. That's fair. Um I don't know. Like it wasn't bad. Like there's yeah. nothing bad about it, but also nothing really stood out. Yeah. Um. I put in here. Um. If Finn doesn't go after a world title after WrestleMania, need him and Damian to go after the tag titles. That would be sick. Sammy and Kevin versus uh Finn and Damian. That would be great. I do think though. I'll say it now. I guess I do think when Cody wins at Mania, I could very well see Finn being his first challenger at Backlash. But who do you think? Who who's the idea that you've had recently that you like? I really, really like AJ Styles returning and feuding with Cody. I like it a lot. There's so much history there. Yeah. Is that no? It's an international pay per view. I was gonna say, is it too big for Backlash? But I think it'd be a perfect main event for yeah. that. Man, I I need Styles back. I think he comes back this next Monday. Because they're doing the OC versus um, maximum, maximum male, male models. models, but I think they could also use that to push the uh, Alpha Academy breakup. I think they're going to do both. Okay, I hope so. Um, I really want to see Styles back, and I really want to see him face Cody. Yeah. Um, man, the Omos and Brock segment. You know what? I'll say this. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm hyping myself up for this match. Twitter's getting you hyped up, isn't it? Listen, here's the thing. All right. You gotta just take it for what it is. It's gonna be yeah. a two minute match. You gotta have fun with it. Yeah. Um, if when you look at everything from the eye of like, oh, this is gonna be bad. You're this not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have a lot of fun with it. Uh, um, if you if you look at it from like a cynical perspective. Yeah. So if I go into it like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. If I look at it, if I I just have to tell myself it's not going to go longer than t- three minutes, I'll be fine. Oh, the parodies of Roxena on Twitter are so funny. Homo oh sapiens, gosh. where are you at? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll say this about this segment too. Um, I think it, I think this segment absolutely had the right idea. Yeah, like having Omas pie face Brock out of the ring easily. Right idea. Didn't work because Brock didn't get over the top rope and it looked really bad. But they had the right idea. Yeah. I, I really actually enjoyed what they were going for. I think that it would have been really effective if it would have worked out. Live TV, not much you can do. I'm in the same boat as you with Omos versus Lesnar. I've just gotten to the point where, like, you just got to accept it. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, when you especially when you look at the rest of the card for Mania, yeah. there's not every match on WrestleMania is going to be good. That's true. So I mean, you just got to take you got you take you win some, you lose some. Plus, I'll say this: like, it is going to be really cool when Brock picks up Omos for the oh, yeah. five. Oh yeah, that'll be really cool. And the germ, it'll be cool to see Omos get German suplex. Yep. Hey, what about the near fall when Omos hits him with the tree slam? Brock's the master of the kick out. The near fall? It's going to be like two and nine tenths. You know what? Okay, you know what? I hope the crowd in LA is like so hot for the match. I, hope, I, that the, I hope that they're actually hot for the match. I hope, when, I hope when Omos comes out, he gets a huge pop. I don't think he'll get a pop, but I hope that the crowd gets. I hope that the crowd gets. Do you, do you think that the, the, the chants for the segment were ironic? Oh, um, this last Monday? Yeah. Yes, but I think they were also like. 
you know, I, I think that people are just kind of in the same boat as us. Because, like, I mean, let's be real. If me and you were in the crowd at that row, I'd be we... freaking out. <laughs> but, like, like ironically, though. Oh, that's fair. That's I'd fair. be like, yes! Yeah. Oh, it'd be so funny. That's oh, fair. Oh, no, this match is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I really hope Omos gets a huge pop. Like, he comes out, crowd goes Cause here's Because here's another th- here's a point that I wrote down. Right, I think Brock knows that his similar to Edge. I think Brock knows that his days with WWE are numbered. Yeah, he tries to make the most of his cowboy appearances. He does. Um, so I think he is going to put his all into this match and <laughs> make so. it and make it as entertaining as possible. That said, if it's longer than five minutes, like, I'll probably hate it. It will be awful. Yeah, but I don't think it will be. I don't even think it'll be five minutes. I could see it going five, no more. Fair enough. I- I'll tell you what, though. Last year at Mania, I didn't hate Lashley Omos. I hated it. I didn't hate it. The spear, it good. The, the spear from behind. That was t- how is that pinning Omos? I didn't like it, but I also didn't hate it. That's fair. Okay, I, that's that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I seriously cannot wait for Brock's near fall off of the tree slam. It's I see. Going to be just so talking about funny. it, I'm I'm excited I'm for this. Hyped up. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> um. After this, though, you know, we should be more excited about this. Cody versus LA Knight. I literally was like, we texted each other and we were like, how do we live in a world where we get Cody Rhodes versus LA Knight on free television? Yeah, and I think, you know, before we saw that that was announced, it it was always one of those, like, dream feuds that we had talked about for the post-WrestleMania product. Um, And like you said earlier, he'd be a great foil for Cody once he wins the titles. Um, Be great with Money in the Bank, just kind of like, hey, Cody. Yeah. Um, I said I doubt this is the last time we'll see these two square off. I think that's why the match was kind of short. Yeah. Because I'll say this. It was good, but it could have used more time. Oh, I thought yeah. the ending was really rushed. Yes. Um, was disappointed to see it go so short, but I do think that's because they'll work again in the future. Also, do you see that um, – I saw this on Twitter. Cody actually wanted him – in AEW as Eli Drake. I and saw that. He was penciled in to be a part of the roster, but it just fell through at the I last minute. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Cody finally getting to work with him. Hey. Well, I guess he might he might have worked with him in Impact a little bit. That might have been where I he that might have been where he wanted. I, I mean, I'm sure they met. I don't yeah. know if they had a match. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, but LA Knight, you know, really close friends with Becky Lynch too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you guys saw the photos on social media going around this week of LA Knight with Becky Lynch from like a long time ago. Oh yeah, because her hair was like bright orange. Yeah, that had to be in like 2015 probably. Oh yeah. Um, it was so funny because people were like, "Dream feud, Seth versus LA Knight." It, it is kind of it awesome. is it is a dream feud. SummerSlam match, Ooh, maybe need. Um, but yeah, I'll say this though: like as as much as the match kind of disappointed, the post match promo was awesome. Yeah, Cody's promo was so good. He is carrying this feud with Roman. He really is. Um, but I, it's just to that's just because Roman's, you know, yeah. a part timer. Did you see Even um, though Roman bodied him in the one segment they that's had? That's what together. I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. The one segment they had together, Roman went off. He bodied him. Um Cody and got squashed. They're com- they're coming face to face again next Monday on Raw. Yep. Um so hopefully Cody uh puts up a little more of a fight. Hey, and this is what I'll say. On that SmackDown segment where they went face-to-face, Cody cut a good promo. He cut a good promo. But. I mean, look, as soon as Roman dropped the titles in front of him, I was like, it's over. Dropped the titles and was like, you ever won one of these? Yeah. You ever even competed for one of these? And I was like, actually, he has. He's well, 
I don't think he's competed for the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. Competed for the WWE Championship. I thought it was for the World Heavyweight. I'm thinking of Backlash 09. Oh, yeah, that technically was. Technically, it was for the WWE Championship. And he did compete for the World Heavyweight, but, I mean, you get the idea. I don't think he's ever had a singles match. No, I don't think he's ever had a singles match for... uh, Let me look that up, actually. I, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but, like, yeah, when he threw down those belts and said that, I was like... Oh, it's over. Cody, not good. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. For those of you who are March Madness fans, um, the first game in the first round is going on right now between West Virginia and Maryland. Maryland is up five <sighs> with uh, a minute left. Need. Um, I can't find anything. I don't think he's ever. Cha- he's been in an elimination chamber match. I think maybe and- even two. He was, and then he was in the six-man tag in 2009. Yeah, I don't think he's ever had a singles match. Oh, was the match with uh, Randy on Raw in 2013 for the title? Remember the one where he got, like, fired right mm, after? Yeah, I don't know if it was for the title, though. I'm looking up to see. I do remember that. And then he faced Gold Dust the next week? Yeah, no, it wasn't for the title. Yeah, so this is his first one-on-one match for a title in WWE, or for a world title in WWE. Oh, hold on. Oh. One last no, the timeline doesn't line up. Yeah. I was going to say maybe 07 when he first debuted, but Orton wasn't champ then. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's making the most of this, and the match is going to be awesome with Roman. Yeah. Um, next up, Elias, absolutely demolished by Bronson Reed. Um, Let's go. Cool. That's yep. all I got. Um, <laughs> I said Boogs next, please. Please, but even shorter. Like... <laughs> Absolutely, de- actually longer, but Bronson Reed more offense. Yeah. Um, golly, I just, uh, so bad. The dream team, Elias and Boog, that's like the Danhausen and Orange Cassidy of WWE. Dan- Danhausen and Orange Cassidy are worse because they get more TV time. That's fair. And they're taken seriously. That's fair. I did see, though, on Bleacher Report, they were like, Elias and Rick Books could work as a tag team. And I'm like, huh? They're They both play guitar? I'm like, they're terrible. Anyway. I want to see Madcap and Rick Boogs as a tag team. Faction. Yes. Elias Madcap. Modern day, that's the real modern day job squad. Three and B. Oh, need. <laughs> That'd be so bad. Um, I really like the backstage segment after this between Theory and the Street Profits. Oh, he cooked the Profits. Yeah, he did. I mean, that promo from Theory was really good. Yeah. And again, I, I really... I hate, like, diminishing Angelo Dawkins. Mm -hmm. Dawkins is great, but Montez Ford shown in this segment, and then this really got in my brain, and I'm not going to let go of this. Ford should be the guy who dethrones Theory for the title. I agree. I'm on board with that. You put that idea in my head, and I'm – I'm gonna go. I'm gonna push that agenda as hard as I can. It would be perfect. I think it it would would work really well. Um, And you don't have to split the street profits. No, like you can do a new day bit where they can go on singles runs. Yes, I agree. Um, The match though between Theory and Dawkins, my opinion, super mid. It's kind of like the tag match at the beginning of the show. There's nothing wrong with it, but also nothing really stuck out. Yeah, stuck out. Um, But yeah, the I'll say this. As much as I've enjoyed this Ray versus Dom feud, um, this segment didn't really do much for me. It was just a repeat of what happened on SmackDown. Literally the exact same segment. Um, and I know I told this to you. I'm just starting to get a little tired of the same thing. I really need Agreed. them to do something with this. I need either Ray to accept, or like you said, I need Dom to lay out like a stipulation 
something. I can't just keep having Dom come out, trash Ray, and then Ray like looks sad and then leaves. I think there's a chance that Dom lays out the challenge at the Hall of Fame. I really think there's a chance. But see, you're already doing a slow burn with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And like you said, that could go all the way maybe to the go-home Raw. I think it will. So do you really want to do that with two of your big marquee matches for WrestleMania? Especially the tag match, which is heavily rumored to main event night it one. It needs to. So, I mean, do you really want to do that with two of your biggest stories right now? <coughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know where they're at with this. Like I said, like I've enjoyed this feud for the most part. This role was kind of like, all right, like this is the first sign. This is the else. first sign of like, all right, this is because this was literally a carbon copy of SmackDown. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, the next uh, the the next segment slash match: Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. I just said Seth Rollins is awesome for squashing Baron Corbin. I just said this was clearly they just wanted to get Seth on the show. Yeah. I mean, it was super pointless. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was. Um, I, I, I'll i say this, though. I think WWE could end up making a sympathetic baby face out of Baron Corbin. Oh, that's the direction they're heading, no doubt. I think it could work as a baby face, even. I need Bum, Bum Corbin to come back. But as a face, I think it would work. I think he would get legit sympathy. He would, but also at the same time... Um, Bum Corbin was like genuinely like some of the hardest I've ever like it was like genuinely like the hardest I've ever laughed watching it's so wrestling. funny <laughs> I am be- literally the- on my knees begging <laughs> that was so funny please give me $100 I Gosh. love I love that angle so much it's hilarious they need to do they need to do it again but longer oh yeah it didn't go that long and then they ran the happy Corbin shit and that was terrible uh, and like his theme song is still terrible so bad but they, I, I, they, why does he still have the Happy Corbin theme? I can't even imitate it. Like I was about to try it, I was like, no. It's like slot. It's like the sound on like you hear in a casino. It's brutally bad. Um, but like the first time where I was like, hey, this could be a sympathetic babyface gimmick, where he went up to, you know, Seth and the Miz in the backstage like, segment, and he was like, hey, can I help? Like, can I like train you? And then Seth is like, ha ha, no, uh, my daughter would beat you. And then like. Baron Corbin, like he was like, he was so. like, come on, man, your I daughter's know. too. Yeah, and he like wasn't being mean about <laughs> it. He was like, come on, like no, she couldn't. And then he was like, well, you know, like theoretically, I would beat you in a match, even though like Seth's beat him a bazillion times in the past. But I think it could work as a babyface. Baron Corbin is slowly growing on me. I fear he's funny. He is funny. His comedic chops work. They do. He's, and he listen. He's a good heel too. He is a good heel. I mean, he 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 works the crowd really good. It's time to turn him face. Slowly, 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 slowly. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I might. I that's my literally on my. Knees. Once we finish recording, I might have to look up some funny Baron Corbin. <laughs> They're hilarious. They are. Um. Well, you know, something to something we liked in Baron Corbin's character to something that I know I didn't like. I didn't like it either. Um, Bianca Belair versus Chelsea Green. Uh, this was a match that happened. Um, kind of expected that when the match was announced, but um, this feud between Bianca and Asuka is really starting to get on my nerves. Yeah, um, and then but going on back to the match, I feel like Chelsea Green got way too much offense in on Bianca. The ma- yeah, I mean, the match was whatever. Chelsea did get a little much offense in, but... 
Oh, the post-match angle was so bad. And then next week we have the tag t- the tag match. Oh my gosh, can they coexist? Um, I just want them to beat the ever-loving tar out of each other next week. Yeah, please. Like, it's Kana and Bianca. Like, just let them go at it. Why do I they thought, have to? Go ahead. I was. Say, I thought she was gonna like on Monday. She was gonna drop the title on the ground and then like kick Bianca. She was going for it, but no. She started like dancing with it, and, and the then, crowd was silent. Yep, and then she like la- like she like coughed up the blue mist again, and and the crowd nobody was cared. Silent. Bianca didn't even sell it. Yeah, Bianca was just like, it was really bad, really bad. Yeah, WWE just doesn't like. They just don't know how to book babyface versus babyface. We talked about it. When was the last time they booked babyface versus babyface well? Probably Michael's Taker, Triple I mean, H Taker. It's like 10 years ago. Maybe Roxena too. And that's from still 10 years ago. That's still 10 years ago. Is there, I feel like, surely there's one that we're forgetting. Like I'm looking at, uh, what are your thoughts on the, the Cena and Brian build from SummerSlam 2013? Oh, I like that a lot. Um, 10 years ago. Really good though. I yeah. I liked that build a lot. Where Brian called him a parody of a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking this up. Here we go. The Sportster literally just did this seven hours ago. Oh, nice. Ten best babyface versus babyface feuds in wrestling history. Sweet. Um, number ten, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, that was 1990. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just gonna try to find something more recent. Um, rock, rock. Sorry, Rock Austin will be number one, I'm sure. Yeah. Which that was over 20 years ago. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. 2008. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They don't have okay. Ten best baby. Ten best face versus face matches. Maybe. But uh, even if the match is good, the build won't be because like. But maybe the maybe this will give me some ideas. That's of, fair. Because like Sasha versus Bianca Mania 37, amazing match, terrible terrible build. build. Really bad. And I'm sure Bianca versus Asuka will be a good match. The build sucked. Yeah. Um, it's just really frustrating. Like, they do the exact same build for these babyface versus babyface matches every time. Yeah, I can't find anything. I'm not going to lie. It's so crazy. Like, what happened? They used to be able to do it. Like, just have them. Just have them. I mean, they're both babyfaces. Like, just have them fight. <laughs> like, just because they are both good guys doesn't mean they have to you know, not want to fight each other. That's kind of just like, just base it around competition yeah, or something like that. I mean, it's so Yeah, it seems me. like the most recent one is probably Brian Cena. Which is just like, wow. Um, well, you know, I'll say this as well before we get to the main event. The Damage Control versus Becky, Lita, and Trish backstage segments, um, it did nothing for me. They didn't, I mean, it just, I mean, Adds just a little more steam to the match at Mania. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Who do you think wins at Mania? I think, I think Becky, Lita, and Trish win. Um, I think. I, but here's the thing: I think it leads to the damage control breakup the next night. I wouldn't hate that. Um, I, my my philosophy has always been: I don't mind if established talent go over in the sense of if it's something comes of it, and I think something will come of it. Um, but like you said, what I think could happen is I think it's Saudi. I think we could have Trish turn heel. And I think we could see her reasoning being like, oh, well, Becky Lynch isn't the man. I was the face of women's wrestling, you know, 15, however many odd years ago. Yeah. 
Um, I'm the man, you know, I should be the man, something like that. Yeah, I think it would work, and I like that idea, um, especially just like having Trish, Lita, and Becky go over, and then it leads to damage control splitting, Yeah, which hopefully would then lead to EO Sky winning Queen of the Ring, because that would be awesome. Yep. Um, as for the main event, uh, Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight, not going to lie, disappointed me. It did kind of disappoint me, but I mean... Um, you know, it was it was whatever. We've just we've seen this match a bazillion times, and it was the exact same. Yeah. Um, I just didn't even really see much story development in it either. Well, there was some development. Um, I, mean, I know there was some, but like, I mean, I it finally, finally, I think it. I think it. This was. I think this will be the turning point for Kevin Owens. I think this was like, this it, was his wake up call. You um, think next week or even on SmackDown he'll finally be like, all right. Maybe not SmackDown, maybe, but I think most likely next week on Raw, especially if Roman's going to be there. I feel like he'll kind of finally be like, "All right, I yeah. need help." Yeah, I think I think this I think so. I think this is that this is the the story they're trying to tell is that all right, he got beat down by the Bloodline after he told Sammy and Cody to stay away. Yeah. So I think now he's gonna now he's finally uh, coming around to his senses. That's fair. Maybe I maybe I'll like this match a little more in retrospect. Um, Kevin's cell of the spike, though, was awesome. Yeah. What was he coughing up that looked nasty? It just looked like spit to me, but maybe... It was like... Pink, uh, almost. Yeah, it was gross, but kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, on a Dynamite, last show of the week, the opening segment, uh, MJF's Rebar Mitzvah, so funny. Yeah. Um, um, I... Just, what I told you, this is easily their best opening segment for Dynamite this year. Yeah, the rebar mitzvah was hilarious while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Jungle Boy come out. And we kind of speculated that MJF's next challenger could be Jungle Boy because... Or one one of the four pillars, but we didn't suspect that it would be on pay-per-view. We suspect... You've, we, you uh, really were saying it'd be more of a TV... Yeah. TV feud. Well, and like, honestly, I mean, so eventually Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen also came out. All four pillars of AEW. In the same ring at the same time. In the same same ring, same time. For the first time, I believe. Probably. Challenging MJF for a title match. I think that if they would run any of those, and you said it, I'll let you say it because it was your point about... If they if they were to run any of those as singles feuds, that would not be a believable main event to a, especially double or nothing, which is considered to be their biggest pay per view of the year. Um, so it makes more sense that they're going to try to do the four pillars fatal four way. Um, at least that's what it seems like. Hopefully I they. Agree. I think that's that'll be the main event of double or nothing. And it should be. Yeah, it should be. Um, and what a spotlight! I mean, to put a uh, to put you know the four pillars um, in the fatal four way. I believe they've all faced each other in singles action. That would be a statement. I, be- and they, I think they have because I think they said that in this. As as uh, Jungle Boy faced Darby, um, I think that might be mm. the. I think those might be the only two that haven't. I know they've all faced MJF. Yeah, I know that for sure. And I know Sammy. Sammy and Darby have, have fit, had. A yeah, match. they've had TNT title. I believe. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Sammy and Jungle Boy have. Probably. Yeah, they uh, Darby Allen and Jungle Boy faced each other for the TNT title when Darby was TNT champ. Nice. So I, I believe, yes, they have faced all each other. I'm looking it up, though, Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara. I think this Fatal 4-Way could end up being awesome. I'm, I really think it could end up being a really, really good match. We actually haven't. Uh, that's, Sammy versus who? Uh, Jungle Boy. We really? That hasn't happened yet. Wow. 
I know the other ones have, but that's the only one. I'm sure that'll happen in the build to this. Yes. Let me know what you think of this idea, because I thought of it, and I was kind of like, mm, I don't know what to think, but maybe. Do you think that they could or should run each individual singles title match on TV leading up to the Fatal 4-Way? Or no? I don't hate that, but, I mean, everybody knows MJF would win every single time. And I think that might end up damaging the credibility of the Yeah, I, I think, if anything, each of the three challengers should win all their matches in the lead-up. Yeah. So that way they all have as much credibility as possible. I do think it's funny, though, because I think in kayfabe, I wonder what Sammy Guevara thinks he's done to deserve a world title shot in kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I think they'll at least run, like, each singles match between the challengers. I could see that, just a, a straight-up non-title, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I really liked this opening. Um, really good. Um, just I'm really excited for this Fatal 4-Way. Yeah. Um, not much more I can say. Um, then you get to the trios match, um, Dark Order versus Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about this because we didn't watch Dynamite last week. Um, I don't like that they're still running this feud. I don't mind it because I know I told you this. There's a new twist on it with the Blackpool Combat Club being heels. Um, and it's not just about Mox and Hangman anymore. Yeah. It just kind of bothers me that... Mox didn't take any time off after the death match. Like, That's fair. Sell the injury a little bit. But maybe he doesn't want to take any time off. Maybe not. I mean, he, he might not. And maybe it's almost selling like, man, Moxley's tough. He's always in death matches, so it's yeah. fine. Um, the Strauss match was good, though. Yeah. Um, Yuta, in particular, was awesome. His heel work was great. I really like that Blackpool Combat Club. He's a much Combat better Club. heel than a face. Yes. I like that Blackpool Combat Club are heels now. Um, and, you know... Going off or looking ahead to what happened in the main event, we'll talk about more why I am starting to get a little bit more on board with this feud continuing. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I do like the I, I I really didn't hate the match as much as I didn't love the feud continuing. Um, however, the next segment, like really another Jade Cargill squash, I know it ended up leading to Taya Valkyrie debuting. And I was really happy for her because during her entrance, she looked really happy. Like, she could not wipe the smile off her face. I know she's in her home country of Canada. And um, she kind of got done dirty by WWE, too. Let's be real. Yeah, she did. And isn't she isn't she married to her to, in a relationship with uh, Johnny Mundo? Yep. That's what I thought. Um, but I really, I mean, I, I was happy for her because she looked really happy. Um, and... I think the eventual match between her and Jade will be good. I don't think she'll win. I don't either. But I think it'll be good. Um, the squash match, though, just like, ugh. I can't stand squash matches with established talent. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, well, up next was even worse. Um, QTV, thoughts? It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, QT Marshall making fun of Ruthless Aggression. Uh, I think he mentioned Batista in the promo. Like, it was so bad. It is really bad. Um, and why is Powerhouse in a faction? Like, with QT Marshall? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I know they were going for, like, ironic comedy and, like, almost, like, supposed to be bad, but... it, it No, it just was it was bad. Just bad. 
I don't. They're going to – I mean, I love Powerhouse Hobbs. He's really good. So why does he need to be in this faction? It's only going to drag him down. Also, they revealed that the car uh, break-in of Wardlow was a work. Yeah. Um, it was – because at first it was like people thought it might be. Yeah, legit. people people were like people were like, how does AEW uh, wrestlers keep getting their title stolen? People were referencing Chris Jericho got uh, the world title stolen when he was champ. Yeah. Um, but nope, turns out it was all the the work of the mastermind QT Marshall. Oh man, it was terrible. Um, Hopefully, QT Marshall gets absolutely squashed by Wardlow. That would be awesome. Up next, um, it's all <laughs> Why? Jeff Jarrett versus what? It's like three of like your worst. It's like Jade Cargill squash, QTV, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, man. I'm going to be honest. I didn't hate this match. I didn't hate it either. I, and it's only because they really leaned into how stupid it was. And it wasn't like Dan Housen wasn't involved. Uh, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh's presence was kind of minimized. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't terrible. And I found myself, because of Twitter, I think Twitter actually made me enjoy this match, wanted Jeff Jarrett to win. I I really wanted him to win. What? It would have been so funny. Dude, it would have been like the Ass Boys winning the tag titles. I would have just watched the reaction, and it would have been hilarious. Would it not have been so funny? I don't know. Here's my thing. I can't with... I, I listen. I've never. I. I. All right. I'll just, let me restart. I used to watch TNA a lot mm-hmm. back in like 2007, 2008, 2009. Yeah. Th- luckily, I had missed a lot of the Jeff Jarrett reign of terror. Pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, but he was still very much a consistent presence on TV throughout those years. And I hated Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I've never got the appeal of Jeff Jarrett. He's not good. Like, and literally, I don't understand why WCW ever thought he was world champ material. I agree. I don't know why he made himself the face of Impact for so long. Um, and, you know, I don't know why they're why they're pushing him so hard in AEW. I don't think he's that good either, but I thought it would have been so funny if he won this match. The crowd's outrage would have been hilarious. Jeff Jarrett doesn't need any more title matches for the rest of his career. Can this feud be over? Please. Like, he beat him. He beat Jeff Jarrett. He's beat Jay Lethal 800 times. Please end the feud. Like, please. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, I mean, what? No, say a uh, quick update because we are – it is March Madness. Maryland ended up beating West Virginia by two. Virginia lost to Furman. I called it. Oh, I said that was going to no. happen. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Now I, now I need to look at my bracket. I said that was going to happen. I will say this, though. I picked Virginia to win, but then I picked Virginia to lose in the next round, so I'm not super upset. I said that Virginia was going to choke out to Furman, and everybody said no. Um, So far, I'm off to a hot start. I'm first in the DN bracket challenge so far. Good for you. You're second. Awesome. Well, you're tied. Everyone's tied for second, and then then Dan's ninth. Did he pick West Virginia, I assume? He He picked West Virginia and Virginia. I, I picked Virginia. However, like I said, you know, I had him losing the next round. I really need Mizzo to beat Utah State here. Um, man, March Madness is so much fun. I mean, and that even more so, like, WrestleMania season, March Madness season, AEW is getting better. Just awesome. Um, 
Up next on Dynamite, though, after the Orange Cassidy match, which was just, like, so insane, um, we saw another Outcast segment. Um, <laughs> you know, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Ruby Soho all cut a promo in the middle of the ring. Um, and then Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, and Riho came down. Um, it was what it was. I mean, I, I didn't have any thoughts on this other than that I really like Rio. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts? No, I mean you've pretty much summed it up. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at all the no, it's okay. All the all the bracket stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, um, you know, nothing happened. Yeah, nothing really. No progress has been made with yeah. this. But I have to ask, who are the final two members of the Outcast going to be? Don't 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 say. I guess now they're the Garcia twins. Don't say them. The Garcia twins. No. Yes. No, Nikki literally made a video and said that the only reason they were at Revolution is because she wanted to take her son to go see uh, Danielson's match. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, "I well, she was like, I forget what her son's name is, but she said her son always talks about wanting to go see Uncle Brian wrestle. Protecting kayfabe. Sisters. <laughs> I'm telling you. That would be terrible. Well, it has to be two ex-WWE people. It has to be. It should be Athena, Athena, uh, Athena and Serena Deeb. Marina Shafir. No shot. It's the Garcia twins. They're no. super close with Paige, or Soraya, too. No. Yes. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm not buying it. It's going to happen. But we'll have to see. Um, wait a minute. So, okay, yeah. So... Jamie Hader and Britt Baker came out for this as well, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but it's going to be a blood and guts match for sure. Um, but it's just it's nothing happened. It's the same thing as every week. Yeah. Really unfortunate. Um, up next, there was a backstage promo between, or, you know, Cool Hand and Daddy Magic. Love me some Daddy acclaim. Magic. He was cracking me up. Daddy Magic's promo. nipples are hard. He was. What did he say? He was like something makes his nipples hard, and then it, he, his accent is so funny. He was like, Cool Hand was like, they're almost like uh, the acclaimed. You know, I saw that rap video that you guys put out. It was almost. Uh, and then Daddy Magic goes entertaining. Yeah. It was so funny. For those of you that don't watch Dark. I, I believe it's dark. I don't know if it's dark or dark elevation. He does commentary for one or both of those shows. I think it's elevation. And it's hysterical. He is so good at commentary. Because dark is Taz and Excalibur. Yeah, you're right. So it's it's uh, dark. It's elevation. Um, him and Paul White, and I don't know who else. There's, I think it might be like Ian Riccoboni maybe too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so funny. I love me some Daddy Magic. His accent is so funny. Is it real? Like is that actually his? I accent? don't think or so. Because because when they were in. Um, NXT is uh, were they what were they called in oh, NXT? I, I don't think he had like a, an accent when they were in it's NXT. So funny, and I love how he does the intro for JAS. Have you seen his the epitome um, of sports entertainers? His uh, his uh, render. You do a pretty good Daddy Magic impression. Pretty good. Yeah, awesome. his his render for AEW is so funny too. Where he's he literally has his eyes like bugging out. Of his yeah, his nipples are probably hard in that. I guarantee it. Where is it? Yes. <laughs> so funny. Love. Where is it? He's making me laugh really hard in this promo. This pick, this pick right here. <laughs> Daddy Magic is great. Oh, he's so funny. I love Daddy Magic. I love him imitating his accent too. Have you seen? Um, it was like the first promo that the JAS cut after they um, after they like formed, 
and he starts off, he's the first one to talk out of the group, and he's like, you know what makes my nipples hard? <laughs> and it's like, and it's so funny, because you know, like, everyone wants to crack up in yep. the ring. And they have to keep and they a have, straight face. And they have face. to keep a straight face. <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, have you seen that promo that he cut? It was a backstage promo, I think, after Blood and Guts. Yeah. It was really good. Like, yep. he wasn't being funny. Like, really good promo. What do you think the future, do, what do you think the <laughs> Come on. Daddy Magic? What's, what's the hardest? I'd push Daddy Magic. Come on. I'd dude. push him if I was Tony. Come on. They won't even win the tag belts. Eventually, once the JS splits. No. Daddy Magic. That's going to end up being worse for them, I think. Daddy Magic for TNT champ. World champ. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? He's so funny. His nipples would be so hard if he won the world title. TNT international champ. If we can put it on Orange Cassidy, you can put it on Daddy Magic. Hey, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Man, he is so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I remember. Anyway. I remember at the All Out um, pre-show they had it. It was Angela Parker versus Hook. I was really hoping it would be Daddy Magic. Yeah. Versus like, Hook, what if Daddy Magic? So what if Daddy Daddy Magic beats Hook? Hey, I think Stokely is beating Hook next week. That would be hysterical. It would be awesome. Need it. It's not gonna happen. Ah, oh, I need it. I know. It'd be so funny. Oh yeah, because everybody would be so pissed. I know, and I don't get the hype on Hook. I don't either. I don't understand it. I need to see Hook in a competitive match for me to believe that he's good. Yep. Um, anyway, enough about Daddy Magic, I guess. Uh, probably should talk about the main event trios match. Um, JAS versus the Elite versus the House of Black for the t- trios title um, in Winnipeg, where both Kenny and Jericho are from. Um, the entrances for this match were awesome. Yeah. Uh, they really sold this match as being a really big deal. The crowd was super hot. Um, it was just really cool. Yeah. Um, as the match went on, Omega and Jericho came face to face early on. The crowd was so loud and then it got broken up pretty quickly. They kind of worked together throughout the match and then they finally squared off and man, the crowd was hot for it. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy. Just like, honestly, two of the best wrestlers ever from Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Kenny is so good. I wrote this down in this match. Like, it's hard not to say this every every time I see him wrestle, and just not. It's hard not to write down, man. Kenny's good because mm-hmm. everything he does, and I think the commentators say it literally every match, but like everything he does is so smooth. He just glides around the ring. Yeah. Um. This match was chaotic, mm-hmm. um, borderline too much at times, which I kind of feared because you got nine wrestlers in there and nine wrestlers who are really good but want to get their. Sp- get their spots in. Um, it was a lot, but I I did still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Yeah, it was definitely a really fun match. Um, you know, when you put, I know when I first told you, uh, or I sent you the card for Dynamite this week, um, I wasn't horribly excited when I first saw it um, because I was like, do we really need JAS in here? But I was like, well, it's in Winnipeg. Makes sense. Jericho and Kenny. Um, and I think it, you know, it definitely lived up to the hype. I know there were some people online that were super excited for it. Um, I know we talked about it. Um, I think this is definitely going to wind up getting a five stars from Meltzer. <sighs> it really shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, but you know, it's good cause I, you know, also I think Jericho and Malachi is kind of a dream match in yeah. a sense. It'd be a good match. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a good way to, if they are going to run House of Black and JS, I think that's a good way to shift it from the Elite and House of Black t- 
to the JAS. Yeah, and obviously we know that the Elite are done with House of Black for a while because the post-match angle. I'll um, let you break it down. Blackpool Combat Club and Dark Order, uh, we saw them in the back while the match was still going on. They were brawling after their trios match. Um, you know, they were brawling, still fighting each other, this time instead of Stu Grayson, which, let me point this out, Stu Grayson was awesome in the trios match. Oh, yeah. He was really, really good. But trios match was Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with Hangman. Well, in this backstage brawl, it was um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds with Hangman. But fighting in the back... Uh, the trios match ended, and then it kind of spilled into the arena. Um, saw Hangman in the ring, you know, challenging BCC to come in and fight him, and he was going to try to fight them alone. And then the Elite come in the ring and back up Hangman. And the crowd went nuts. Yeah. Hangman was right in the middle of the two factions. Um, the crowd went ballistic when the Elite came in. And then as soon as the Elite got in, Blackpool Combat Club immediately backed down. And then I really liked, as the show faded to black, you saw Hangman like turn around and look at the Elite like, what's going on here? So, the question, I think we know where it goes from here, what the end goal is, but who's the fourth member of the Blackpool Combat Club? I think it's Danielson. Does he turn heel, though? He could be conflicted. That's true. He could be with the group, be like, man, I don't know if I want to turn heel, but also, like, you guys are my blood brothers. That's true. I think he would be in the match, um, and maybe his confliction costs them. And then you lead to another Mox Danielson all out. Yep. Danielson finally gets the win. I think that would work. I think that would work really well. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a four-on-four four this time, blood and guts match. Um because last time it was like seven on seven or yeah, six I mean, on six. Five on five. I mean, it can be whatever. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, BCC with Danielson versus the Elite with Hangman. Um, you know, Hangman needs to get better backup. The let's be honest, Dark Orders kind of look like chumps. Yeah. Gotta get. Like, the, are we really going to compare Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver to uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Like, come on. No. Let's, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited now. This this kind of post match angle has kind of got me back on board with, you know, Moxley continuing to feud with Hangman. Yeah, uh, the blood and guts match would be amazing. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that was dynamite. Um, not a bad. I mean, I think I know I told you this before we started recording, but I think it's easily the best opening and closing bit of a dynamite from this year. I agree. I agree. Uh, that that closing sequence was awesome. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um. But yeah, I mean that's that's all we've got as far as catching up on shows for this week. Um, however, as always, we've got a big question. Uh, we had one planned, but we're gonna save it because I think more timely today is the official worldwide, right? Worldwide or at least nationwide release. Yeah. Of WWE 2K23. Is um, it not tomorrow? I well, still, was... well, I got well. Yeah, today when this comes out, it'll be today. Yeah. So. You know, WWE 2K23 is releasing soon. It's, they've already released, like, the Icon Edition, I believe, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. So with that in mind, not what's the best, but what is your favorite wrestling video game of all time? SmackDown versus Raw 2007. That's the first wrestling game I've owned. Um, in my opinion, it might be the best roster that they've ever had for a game because one, I'm a sucker for that like 2005, 2006, early 2007 aesthetic of wrestling. Um, number two, 
there are legends in the game, but it's not oversaturated with legends. And I feel that's a problem that's that's that we've had with more modern games is that it's almost like why is this person in the game? What yep. has this person done? It was very much like it was a good amount of legends. Like the best of the best. Yeah. Um and you know, um up until 2K18, it was the last appearance in a WWE game for Kurt Angle. Mm. Um, the first appearance for guys like Mr. Kennedy. Um, and some there might be a few others, maybe. Um, also up until 2K15 was the last, uh, or no, it wasn't the last, but the last for a while, I believe it was SVR11 is when he's back in, but RVD, it was his last appearance mm-hmm. in the main continuity until then. Um so yeah, I mean, um, there's just so much nostalgia I have with that game. Uh, the 24/7 mode or the career mode is absolutely nuts. Yeah, some of the most insane stories I've seen, um, and it's also like, this is completely off the off topic, but not really. I saw a cutscene from the My Rise in this year's game, um, and there's a scene because um, in the game and one of the the there's like two like different stories and in one of the stories I believe you have to create a a women a female superstar um and I believe you go after Smackdown women's champion Dewdrop and there's a scene in the game where she gets hit by a car what <laughs> there, I have to I'll have to show you what we're done but there I saw it, it was like WWE the, the Twitter account WWE games out of context bring bring back random cutscenes it was it looked but like the way they had it set up I was like you knew it was going to happen but I was like no way they put that in a in a wrestling game and yeah. no they show it was literally dude drop getting like nailed by a car it's I'm gonna, so funny. I'm gonna try to find the. You've you've I didn't have it when I was a kid, but you've lent me SmackDown versus Raw 07. Yeah, really awesome game. Um, I don't have that sentiment attached to it like you do, rightfully so. Right. Um, I think my favorite of all time. Oh man, I mean I, I think I might go with 2K14. The, okay. The first WWE 2K game. Um, here you go. Hold just, on. I'll show you really quick. I got it pulled up. So. Oh. Dewdrop. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she she got nailed with that car. I'll say that. Um, man, I'm excited for this year's game. It looks sweet. Yeah, it does. I'm super excited that we got the fist back, the SmackDown fist. I know. Um, but I'll go with 2K14. Um, not my first wrestling game I owned. Uh, the first one that I owned was, I believe, WWE 13 with Punk on the cover, which okay. is a great game. Um, the Attitude Era story mode is really good, but what puts 2K14 over the top for me, the roster is great, mm-hmm. first of all, but what puts it over the top is the 30 years of WrestleMania mode. Really, really good. I, I liked it a lot as a kid. I I think I beat it in like two days because I wanted to play it so bad. Um, really fun game. Um, 2K's kind of, I mean, 2K hasn't even come close to producing a game I think as this, good I think as that. this. I think this game will be the closest they come. I agree. Um, I really enjoyed WWE 13. That's a fun game, but close second to 2K14 for me is SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. I got that. 2011's good. I got that after the fact. Like, obviously, I didn't get it at the time because I wasn't watching, but I got it. That game is really fun. It is really fun. I love the Road to WrestleMania mode. It's so good. Literally, every storyline is that great. That and 2010. I haven't played that one. 2010 is really good. Yeah. Is it Road to WrestleMania 09, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that. It's a shame. I haven't played any of the games like No Mercy. I haven't, I haven't, played. I haven't played Here Comes, Here the, comes pain. the Pain, Just Bring It. I haven't played any of those. Everybody talks about how amazing those are, and I'm sure they are, but 
I've never played them. I, feel, um, I the one SmackDown versus Raw game I haven't played is the or the first two. I didn't play the first one. I didn't play 06. Yeah, I've played the wrestling games that I've played are SmackDown versus Raw 07, SmackDown versus Raw 11. I played WWE 12 and 13. Didn't love 12. It was okay. 13 was really good. Um, and then every 2K game except for 2K22. Yeah. So I'll, t- I'll say this, because um, we also talked about this. Um, we talked about how much uh, we don't miss, but how we reflected on um, that March to August 2020 time period the other day. Yeah. And I remember around that time, um, I had a bunch of money saved up, and I went. Um, and I at the time, I had only owned 07 and 08. Yeah. Um, and so I went out on like on eBay, and I got 09, 10, 11, WWE 12, and WWE 13, and that's how I would spend my time. Yeah. Um, just p- literally playing through all of those games. Um, still have them. I refuse to get rid of them because they're also special to me. Um, you know, that was like unmatched. Just waking up, like you said, you played a lot of Minecraft. Then I, that's what I was spending my time doing. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I still have WWE 12, WWE 13, and SmackDown vs. Raw 11 on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Never going to get rid of those. I have 2K14 on the Xbox 360, and then I had all the other 2Ks on the PS4. I have gotten rid of some of them, Yeah, but I do have some. Um, I'm really excited for 2K23. I am going to get it uh, when the it comes out. first person you're going to use? <laughs> Cody? Probably. Cody versus I'm see I might use LA Knight. Not Carmelo. Probably not. Probably I bet his I bet his moveset is bananas. Yeah. LA Knight actually might be the first person I use. Or Cody. One of the two. I'm really excited. Um I might I might own the game by the time we come at you next week. Um do you think you will? Or, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. It looks really good, especially after the past few two Ks we've gotten. I don't quite know if they deserve the hate that they've gotten but they aren't great yeah especially with like 2k20 yeah yeah um but i i'm excited for 2k23 i don't know if it'll be as good as those ones we cherish so much but that's the point of nostalgia yeah um you know great episode today uh had a lot of fun recording and yeah i think that next week we should be on the home stretch to mania i mean we've got Next week's episode. It'll be like two weeks away. Yeah, and then it'll be next week's episode, and then after that it'll be Mania Preview, and then Mania Fallout, which is crazy to think. That is crazy to think. Yeah. After next week, we got some banana shows coming up. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for what we've got going on here, and we appreciate you all tuning in for this week's episode. See you around.